Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the 28th of November, 2021. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Yeah. And Robert Kemp. I was expecting more. I don't know. I was thinking of saying more, but then I was like, <laughs> I should actually save a proper sentence until the actual intro is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's rare that we don't already start some sort of conversation in between Dan's intros. <laughs> Was it too long a sentence to start the conversation, Zeg? Like, yeah, probably. Or would it have distracted from Rob's intro? Well, I mean, it was about the intro, because I can't. I could barely see that text from here, and I thought that said Divergent Surgeons Forth, which was much cooler. Divergent? <laughs> I mean, it depends if you're talking about that film series, that young adult. Well, also, because this is badly translated film titles, I thought it might, it might have actually been that film. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't look out what it was. I, I, I it was Surgeons Forth. It's got to be, like, one of the, for like, Dumb and Dumber era. Of... I reckon it's an Adam Sandler film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> got, oh, I've closed the window. No, you're never going to find out. <laughs> I'll find out. Talk about yourselves. <laughs> so, what is it? It's not if it's not divergent. Dimwit. Dimwit, Dimwit search for. Okay. Sounds like a Enid Blyton book or something <laughs> with, the, with the action on the end. <laughs> Or what is it? What what goes forth? Like Biggles presumably goes forth or something, doesn't it? No, no, Blackadder goes forth. Blackadder doesn't he? goes that's forth. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's, only, that's, Biggles. that's a pun on the on, on the big series four. Four, yeah. Because what is it? Blackadder. It, but Blackadder the third, yeah. right? For, that makes sense. But what's the the second one? It's just Blackadder two, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think I, it had that specific. No. I was uh, one. conveniently bang on. Yep. It was for Adam Sandler's The Waterboy. <laughs> Is Dimwit Surges for? I mean, I guess so. <laughs> Never seen that. Don't have any particular. It's, it's kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it a long time ago, but it's it, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. What is a waterboy? I mean, he <laughs> delivers water yeah, to American football players at this college, I think. Is that a or, thing? Okay. I mean, I don't know if that's like a, a proper thing. I, I, I guess they've been replaced by the Gatorade guy. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, you right. do you still get that in like football, football, don't you? Like, yeah, the dudes come on the field with the bottles whenever there's a. But are they just re- known as the water? They're not really a water. Well, no, they're, they're like part a, of the coaching yeah, staff, aren't they? Part of like the physios or whatever. Yeah. But I'm sure in college level football, American football, there's probably opportunities to have shitty bullshit roles that are only there for, <laughs> for space filling. I mean, in fairness, Waterboy <laughs> sounds slightly less offensive than being a ball boy. Yeah, a ball boy. Largely. Yeah, at tennis. Why isn't there? <laughs> well, what if you were like a water boy at like a swimming event? <laughs> <laughs> I manage the pool water. <laughs> no, but a water boy just floats there, right? That's you see what I did there. Yeah. <laughs> you are the water boy. You have to make sure this pool is exactly full. So take out like a cup and then put it back. Take it out and then put it back until you get it perfectly flat. Or are you, or are you the guy that's constantly like like taking samples and checking the chlorine levels, <laughs> making sure it doesn't turn green? The chlorination boy, <laughs> the chlorine boy. Yeah. Isn't there an old rap, rock band called the Water Boys? Probably. Probably. Why would you call yourself? 
I mean, almost any name ending in boy is probably taken now, right? Probably, yeah. I'm, not, I'm now just looking around my room for words. <laughs> for any word in this room. Yeah. The, the inner boys. The, the advent boys. The electro boys. Well, that's way too obvious. The fox boys. <laughs> the protection boys. <laughs> Sounds ominous. It does, yeah. <laughs> Very gangster. A bit on the nose, though. <laughs> let's get well. Yeah, it's less gangster and less and more proper gangster, I suppose. Yeah, old style. Actually, making money, gangster. Mm. The wipeout boys. That could be a beach rock. The beach boys. I mean, I mean, it's sort of going that way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the gears boys <laughs> not gear boys the gears boys just to make it awkward that's probably not great <laughs> can't sing that name at any point in a self-referencing song i mean any serious band doesn't talk about their own themselves they don't they don't reference <laughs> yeah never talk about yourselves <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> do be promotion, but but, but don't yeah. like. I mean, I'm not in the songs, right? It's like no, no, no. There right, are very few decent bands stuff. that sort of turn around and actually like talk about their actual band name in the in the lyrics, right? That's quite rare. Well, they might do it as part of an intro. I'm excluding rappers and solo artists, rappers, because obviously, they do it, <laughs> obviously they do it all the time. But yeah, they're not. That's not rappers aren't bands. That's true. Agreed. They are collectives, potentially. Or tribes. Yeah. <laughs> Self-referential rock music in that fashion is, yeah, quite quite uncommon. Did Pope ever, ever sing about pulp? Or the process of making paper? <laughs> or orange juice? <laughs> Other pulps exist. <laughs> I mean, what would be the worst? Like, what? Would, like, like... <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What question are you asking here? What would be the worst pulp? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, that's, that's not exactly what I was asking. You can no. pulp most things, right? So, I yeah. Well, can you though? Worst. So we have to talk about the definition of pulp. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so you can pulp wood. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I assume like pulp must be like bits of something suspended in water. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. it's, there's definitely some pretty horrible things you could <laughs> yeah. suspend in water. Is, 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 is pulp basically something that was nor is normally solid, but you mush it up and it becomes liquid? Well, it's not. It becomes liquid because it's just suspended in a liquid. Mm. Not the thing itself doesn't become liquid. <laughs> I mean, in the case of oranges, I suppose that's true. But yeah, I suppose in terms of wood, you don't just like mush it up and it suddenly becomes liquidy. Well, I mean, I guess it depends how moist the wood is. Yeah. You could get some liquid out of wood, but probably not enough for it to become a pulp. No. Directly. It must be something to do with like the particle size, right? It's probably one of those. Yeah, probably. Like if the particles are like above a certain size, then it becomes a pulp. Or like some amount of viscosity like if it's too thin then it's not it's too runny to be a pulp <laughs> have to see if it's really lanky where does it sit on the Jarvis Cocker scale 
<laughs> of length. <laughs> He's high on the length scale. He is high true. on the length scale. Well, length. Uh, are we done with this segment? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> we're we're done with our podcast discussion of words. I mean, I think, in fairness, the, the question I was going to ask is like, what is the worst band name that, that would be terrible to sing about? Like, if, if they were to actually reference their name in a song, like, is the subject matter quite <laughs> just, just terrible? Well, the thing about that is that, like, probably bands that have especially terrible names are the kind of bands that would be perfectly fine singing about their own terrible names. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's kind of inherently balanced that way. Mm. All right, then. Yeah. Not, not a worthwhile question. No, I guess. No, I just have been trouble thinking of rock band names now. <laughs> they're, they're all so... I mean, in fairness, I'd quite like to know what the Foo Fighters are actually fighting. Like, what is Foo... <laughs> Yeah, a food fighter is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that is like it? a UFO? Yeah. yeah, or like people suspect that it's probably actually ball lightning was what caused those right. specific... It was like World War II American pilots or whatever were seeing. Oh, right, so are they like... So a food fighter is like a suspected like Something, combat craft? Yeah, some, some yeah. mysterious air vehicle that you can't explain. That was then obviously explained in two different ways, <laughs> one of which may or may not be true. Hmm. <laughs> in fact, both of which I guess may or they may didn't not be true. I guess. Have the term UFO at the time, so they used Foo Fighter. Hmm. I don't know. Foo sounds like it might have been someone that just misheard UFO. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if Foo is also an acronym. <laughs> what F O O? Yeah. Flying object is foo bar slash odd, <laughs> isn't it? Which is an acronym, right? Yeah. Mm. From what we'll do, but that's F U. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong type. Foo bar. Although when they're talking about coding examples, they always spell foo. They they use foo and bar, right? But they use foo yeah. in the foo fighter way, in the foo fighter style. Yeah. Sing this song in the in the foo fighter style. <laughs> The club thing, like the club style. In the club style. I want to be a monkey wrench. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to move on to the movie segment. <laughs> okay. Because I haven't What's got a segue from movies? that. Um, I watched that there free guy. Oh, yeah. With Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Reynolds stuff. In video gamey type words, because hey, this is the salad cast. This might be about video games at some point. Mm. And uh, yeah, Free Guy is about an NPC who becomes self aware <laughs> because a CEO stole some AI code off some people, off Steve from Stranger Things. And uh, yeah, it, it becomes alive, kind of. And it was surprisingly good as a film. Really? Yeah. Enjoyed it. Oh, it was good fun. It was quite funny. It's like. He's an NPC in what kind of game? Like a, a just, imagine GTA Online, and I think you're most of the way there. Right, right, right. 
It's like they're wandering around and they're like talking about the sunglasses people, and the sunglasses people are the players, and they're right. like like they're like considered the heroes of the world. Anything goes, and they're just going about their daily business, getting robbed all the time, and then they spawn back in tomorrow and get robbed. It's a nice existence, apparently. <laughs> but hey, until it, it isn't. Until it isn't. Until until Ryan Reynolds puts on the glasses. <laughs> Does he pick up a player's he, glasses? He puts on some sunglasses and sees the world. <laughs> Very they live. <laughs> yeah. He sees a health pack on the floor. And then feels great. Presumably because he picked it up, not just from seeing. Oh, sorry, yeah, not just from seeing. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Is he grabbing pills? <laughs> I don't think there were any pills. Oh, that's good. It's just like just red cases, you know. That's all yeah. health. Oh, are they going to get in trouble with the red cross? <laughs> I don't know. Which way round is it? If it's a red case with a white cross on it, is that okay? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I if think that's like, okay. The inversion is okay or not. Another game I saw a patch note from recently had the classic took out red crosses. Or oh, what, like Halo? <laughs> I don't remember what one it was. Because the original Halo Combat Evolved suffered from that, right? Because it had, had a red yeah. cross on white health packs and they I had to change so, yeah. it to an H. Yeah. Right. Right. Makes sense. What game was that? It's, it's something in my Steam list that I've been playing relatively recently and also updated relatively recently. But I've already forgotten what it was. Health pickups in. Um... Our own game, Chop Suey, where they were like white cases with a big red cross. Oh, on. yeah, that would yeah, have been. Who knows? That was from the library assets, those yeah. were, but yeah. uh, they would definitely wouldn't have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not vetted. No. But then again, neither were Neuroman. <laughs> <laughs> Neuroman. <laughs> yeah. Which, if the listener is not aware, was basically Pac Man. <laughs> I mean, Pac Man's such a simple shape. Yes, but weren't there also ghosts in that Euroman sprite set? Like oh, as really? the enemy sprites. Straight rip off. <laughs> yeah. It'd be really it'd be pretty hard to make Batman in Games Factory, I think. <laughs> because of the collision detection mainly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a challenge. Hmm. Yeah, you'd have to Which is why we never did use those sprites for that. <laughs> like, no. Grid based movement. As we proved quite a few times in Ghost Factory, quite tricky. Yeah. Wasn't really designed for that. No. But hey, without it, I wouldn't have the job I have. FNAF FNAF. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, what, what else taught you to debug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully the university courses you went on at some point. I... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was mostly games factory to be honest i mean yeah i think you were kind of like it's, it's weird yeah i think i was trying to think about how i was taught to debug and it's like i don't think i was taught to debug you know you're not really particularly told how to read error messages it's more just oh hey you didn't do it you didn't do it right <laughs> very helpful like, we've taught you the right and you've done something else fix it Here's how to copy pastes into Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, nowadays, that would be way easier than... I mean, was, there were resources back then when I did it, but not as many, not nearly as many as there are now. Not nearly. So anyway, yeah, free free guy. Reading Stack Overflow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, free guy. It's worth a watch. It was a, it was a right, right laugh. I had um, what's her face from um, that thing? <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> what's her face from that thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's in everything. Um, Killing Eve. Um, the the oh, Liver, yeah. Liverpudlian lady who plays Villanelle, I think, from Killing Eve. She's mm-hmm. a main character in it. And as I said, Steve from Stranger Things, whoever his real name is, um, he's in it as well. Not just a Ryan Reynolds show, but it is mostly the Ryan Reynolds show. And of course, Taika Waititi. Oh, really? Yeah. What's he doing in it? He's the, he the baddie. He's the baddie. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Of course. And he's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's always great. Pretty much. What's he doing now? Uh, he's supposed to make a Star Wars trilogy or something, isn't he? Or a film or something. Is he? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, he's up to. is he potentially working on that new... Well, I mean, I suppose that new Thor film is done, mostly. Oh, but. yeah. I think that's pretty much done. But yeah, that is his next thing, I suppose. Love and Thunder. Because mm. Ragnarok was great. Carry on, Mr. Watiti. Yeah. Carry on. I think that's pretty much all the outside games news I have. I don't know. It feels like a boring two weeks other than it got cold. Yeah, it did get cold very suddenly. Yeah. Like, I went from my bedroom being heated only by my computer to being like, oh shit, now I need a dead radiator on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Instantly. <laughs> I, uh, I have spent a day wearing a cardigan. Gasp. I know. Wow. What's your usual uh, go-to uh, warmer garment? Do you do the 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 jumper or the hoodie, the cardigan? I do. I kind of ha- I have a couple of cardigans now. Yeah, they're kind of kind of all right. Yeah, they're comfy. I, I yeah. do have hoodies, but I often tend to wear those. Like they're my sort of pinch wear, I suppose. It's like there's there's my black University of Southampton hoodie that's uh that's that's been known as the the sick hoodie yeah. for many years because <laughs> I, I wear it when I'm ill. I recognize oh, it's I like that. The sick hoodie. But uh, I've got my sort of like movie ready one that I think I tend to wear after sports stuff. Mm. Like if I, if it's going to be cold after sports, after running or something like that, I'll switch into the red hoodie. But not very often. They don't get used that much. I got nothing against hoodies. Just, uh, mm. just you know, just wearing a t-shirt is far more convenient. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Apart from for your heating bill, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing because I, t- I tolerate the cold quite a bit. The heating's rarely yeah, on here. Although I, I am tempted. <laughs> but you to... are living in a house with someone who doesn't tolerate the cold very well at all. Yeah, <laughs> but she does have massive jumpers, <laughs> like the fluffiest jumpers imaginable. She has them, probably as a result of yeah, that. <laughs> probably because of the cold. <laughs> So, 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 so we deal. In fairness, I did. Cat's not been the, my my cat's not been very well, so I did. Of all the times, I did feel a little bit sorry for her because she looked looked cold in her corner of the kitchen. Not that I don't really know how a cat looks cold, but like it, she wasn't shivering or anything like that. So I thought, so I was, I was in a sort of like soppy mood, and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna turn the heating on just for you." Oh. Put a blanket on it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like being covered. She's got like a rectangle of blanket in the kitchen, which is obviously attractive yep. because it's a blanket rectangle. and it's in a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> right, just the correct shape. Yeah, absolutely. To attract cats. It's the cat trap. Yeah. What about you, Zeg? What do you 
do you have like a fleece situation going on? More or less. Or less fleecy fleeces, depending on what. I basically have very specific ones for like the one that I wear in the house, the one that I wear under yeah. my coat so it's a bit thinner. Hmm. And then maybe yeah. one specific one that I wear when I come to Rob's house, so that one can get cat infused. Right, <laughs> <laughs> the cat infused one, sacrificial, please. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. After me, I was, and I do think that about some of my. Uh, I do. I have a basically. I almost have an entire drawer of like potentially sacrificial T-shirts. Like, so, so that's so, not because of they're, they're like necessary. It's because you just have a bunch of old t-shirts. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's like if I'm if I know I'm going to be doing something a bit skank, like we were faffing around in the loft not that long ago because hey, we got the loft finally boarded. Like after six months of being hey. in this place, the loft is boarded. Boxes are now in there. <laughs> Boxes, and uh, it got incredibly hot up there. So I donned a. A sacrificial T-shirt to to absorb all my delicious fluids. <laughs> I mean, they're not. But what what happens? To the T-shirt just gets washed, right? I mean, it doesn't just get washed. Yeah, it becomes pulp. <laughs> <laughs> it gets pulped into the most disgusting pulp imaginable. <laughs> it's cotton and delicious fluids. Yep, salty. Yo. Okay. <laughs> but the loft is up and running. The loft is up and running. You managed to get some of your stuff from your room of room of the room of doom. Unpacking. Yeah, yeah. the um, the box the box I mean there's still some boxes in there because Noam's not quite sure what to do with some of it. But yeah, of course. Uh, uh but it's it is mostly clear now. It tails off exponentially. <laughs> yeah. Never gets fully cleared. So <laughs> there's one tiny box left. It will get fully cleared. Like eventually. I mean, those boxes that are still in there, they might go under a bed or something. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. It tends asymptotically to like a couple of boxes that can fit under a bed. Or go in a pointless bedside table somewhere. You know, there's always, there's always, a, there's always a drawer somewhere yep. you're not using. Yep, there is. Other than that, not much happening. Hmm. Quite, quite a couple of weeks. I guess everyone's a bit like I don't know. How was everyone's Black Friday? Should we do that? Is that even a thing? Is there anything I haven't, to say about that? I haven't bought anything. I mean, what, do you actually look at what the what's on sale? I, I tried. <laughs> I, it sucked. Uh, it's nothing that like, I need to get. Yeah, that's not, that was sort of the problem. Like even even things I would have previously found like in Black Fridays of yesteryear, not really. A thing this year. Deal, the deals were weak source, pretty much all around. Oh. Uh, I mean, I picked up a couple more coloured light bulbs, but because they were a little bit cheaper, but not a but huge not. amount. Um, no. What I will say is that, hey, the Steam Autumn sale is on, and that seems about as good as it always is. Yes, it seems like a Steam sale. Yep. Uh, Xbox did a sale, and that was actually... I, I'll, give, I'll give Microsoft some credit. Usually, like, these digital store sales like on console kind of suck but mm. the the xbox one was all right like i'm i'm on the fence about a couple of items still like there's like a couple of days of i think of, of their or maybe a day left of their sale and it's 
I think digital I... is where they can actually do stuff. I think the reason there's no good things in the Black Friday sale is because they don't have that much stock of stuff in general. No. And they can't get rid of it all in a sale just before they need it for Christmas. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> no one's got any stock of it. There's, like, yeah, the, the supply and demand doesn't work in the favour of actually needing a sale. <laughs> no, there's no supply. Um. Yeah. There's especially no supply of the things I actually would want to buy, like a oh, PlayStation. Or a... <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much everything on my wish lists like was not on sale. <laughs> like, yeah, it, pretty much everything. What really wound me up though is like I was looking at Nintendo's sale because Nintendo did a sale, and some of the it's quite rare for them to actually put oh, right. a lot of their own stuff on discount. And uh, you know, top tip: Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity was like thirty percent nice. off. <laughs> Like um, shame, shame! I bought it a couple of weeks ago, but you know, um, what what annoyed me was that even though Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, the newer Hyrule Warriors game, was on deal, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, the old one, it's been around for ages since the 3DS version. <laughs> for being technical, full price was full price, completely undiscounted. How rude! How very rude! They're just not, not really planning it, are they? <laughs> I mean, they, they they saw me coming. Is what is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, fair. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I guess wanting more. Yeah, when I, when I looked at it, it's like, oh, oh, I see. We hooked you in there, and you're just like, right, you who's that? Log- oh, you're logged in in your account. All oh, right, yeah, no discount for you. You're an existing customer. We only give those discounts to new customers. No nonsense. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about, like. The original Hyrule Royals, the definitive edition, I suppose. It's really hard to find. Like, the physical copy just doesn't exist anywhere. Mm. And if you do find it, it's someone selling it for way more money than it should be. I don't know. Did they just not make many much of a run of that? But then, like, the digital copy is still super expensive as well on the Nintendo store. Hmm. I, don't... I don't think it's a Nintendo thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's Nintendo... just always been that price. <laughs> exactly, but it's, it's just—it just strikes me as slightly odd. It's like most other games, like you can at least find somewhere, but this, this, this doesn't exist. Maybe it's all a lie. It's just all in our heads. I mean, why would you think it would be that big, really? I mean, and also because it's like you're not presumably not looking at the 3DS version, which would have been the original, and therefore true. the second I mean, it's one like, it's would the have been second smaller. re-release in fairness because they did a Wii U version, yeah. and then this would be the Switch version of that. So yeah, that's probably true. But normally you can find it. Normally, it's not loud. Kind of is pretty old at this point, though. I mean, the Switch lifespan's what three years. It's like that's that's not that old. Yeah, but I bet the actual game itself is uh, as old as but that release the Wii U isn't that old. <laughs> anyway, put stuff on sale properly, Nintendo. Go all in or don't do it at all. That's no. I take that back. Just do something. Always do something, Nintendo. <laughs> do more. <laughs> How about that? Do more, preferably do all. So that was your Black Friday. <laughs> that was my Black Friday, yeah. Mm. Is it Cyber Monday tomorrow? Cyber Monday. Or Mr. Anderson. 
<laughs> Cyber Monday. Do you just put everything on your Steam wishlist sec and then just wait for things to drop? Yeah, pretty so much. Your coach. So it doesn't really matter which time of year. No, it's it like whenever there's a Steam sale, I get a bunch of emails in my Hotmail to tell me that a bunch of stuff is discounted, and mm-hmm. then I just go look. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even need. I don't even need to pay attention to the actual Steam pages. I just have the emails no. come in to tell me. Yeah. Like, oh, there's twenty things that are on sale today. That must be the Steam sale. That must be a sale. <laughs> but you maintain your wish list. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I do. I've been cleaning it of things I've played on Game Pass. Mm. <laughs> Clever. Also, Can apparently that's quite beneficial to the actual developers, the whole Steam wishlist thing. Like, oh, really? Like, their al- the, the discovery algorithm is based on, is assisted by the number of people that wishlist a game. Um, so, yeah, stick stuff in your wishlist. It'll, it'll uh, help boost it um, hmm. on the storefront. Hmm, that's cool. Or at least so the developers say. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever come across like what is it like the the the, the trailers for PC games at like E3 and things like that, especially indie titles? They'll be make sure to Steam wish Steam wishlisters. Yeah, I mean, uh, but that's not necessarily that wasn't wouldn't necessarily have originally been just because of the algorithm. That would maybe been, not. That would have been like we're still in development and we need to have an people old... pay attention to it so that when we release, they'll actually buy it. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same thing as like sign up to our mailing list, but it's just a bit easier. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just like a free pre-order, basically. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Not actually committing to anything yet? No. Or gaining any sweet, sweet pre-order bonuses. Mm-hmm. You got any of those recently? <laughs> no. No. Is everything good? It's all I mean, I guess, the, I guess the last thing I sort of... Uh, yeah, no, probably actually the last thing I pre-ordered must have been Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Because I got the limited edition version of that. Because mm. that, mm. that big box is sweet. And also I kind of wanted a new USB adapter and controller. Yeah, totally. So that was a that was a good that was a good buy. Hmm. That game was pretty well supported as well. I know it's over now, but I mean, you still had to buy the DLC it. for it. But yeah, it was pretty well supported. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's over. News? Anybody? Yeah. What's unless anyone's seen any other movies or anything? <laughs> No, but well, we can so. segue helpfully from Smash Brothers to <gasps> to again do. Do you remember when that Nickelodeon game got everyone hyped for like a minute and then it came out and it was bad? It's not. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was inevitable. But okay. yeah, let's roll back that statement a little bit. It's not bad <laughs> gameplay wise. It's all right, but looks and voice work and actual source material sketchy. <laughs> well, get ready to do that exact same thing again, but now for Warner <gasps> Brothers properties. Oh, God. Right. Oh, great. I mean, I'm less Ninja excited dreams. about that immediately. Well, kind of, except it's really, <laughs> like, you know, they're going nuts. Like if you Describe thought, going if you, nuts. If you thought the choices of characters for Nickelodeon was crazy, all then right. how about Warner Brothers? All right, before before you okay, before you start mentioning any, all right, what, what are our Warner Brothers picks then? All right, Neo from The Matrix. Not yet, but I could see it. Uh, okay, we uh, like how okay, how wide are we talking with Warner Brothers here? Really like, wide. Stick, sticking to animation or like their whole catalogue? No, it's definitely going a bit crazy. A bit crazy. All right. Um Shaquille O'Neal. 
I don't know if he necessarily is bound by a contract to Warner Brothers that hard. <laughs> probably not, no. <laughs> Which probably rules out LeBron James. Um, uh, who else are Warner Brothers? Frodo. Yeah, that could potentially happen. Yeah. There's a spoiler. What? There's a spoiler image. That, that this is a spoiler of a unconfirmed character, which is which. Considering the rest of the context of this image, looks very likely. But Gandalf. Yeah, a uh, man, Gandalf. I mean, he's the obvious. Lord of the like, Rings, Warner Brothers. Yeah, apparently. Oh. I'm pretty certain it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, it's like New Line or something. Oh, oh yeah, I guess. But no, I'm pretty certain it's Warner Brothers. Hmm. I mean, they must have made the video. It was games, Harry Potter, wasn't least. it? That, Harry Potter. Harry was Potter is Warner Brothers. Yeah, that was the big Warner Brothers one. Well, not in none of those yet. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, there's a slight problem with those two, aren't they? Because they're not uh, they're not original IPs owned by Warner Brothers. You could argue, but maybe they are. Maybe they're licensed out to Warner Brothers hmm. right now. Um, I mean, if we're going down that road, like if Warner Brothers do have Peter Jackson style stuff, then maybe like King Kong is on there. But that's that's, <laughs> un- that's universal, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the Animaniacs. The, the Warner Brothers the and the one. Warner Sister Dot. Yeah, well, I mean, that's got to be like the last character revealed, right? I mean, that's really obvious. Yeah. <laughs> they are Warner Brothers. And they're, they're like the dead playing the saxophone. <laughs> and, and they'll be like the Deadpool of that, of that game, right? They know what's going on. Yeah, clearly. Um, Batman, the animated yep. series Batman. Well, I mean, just Batman with skins that probably oh, will have hats. the animated series of skins. I mean, I hope it's the animated <laughs> series Batman because it's the most distinctive, right? <laughs> and that means any... Or well, does that mean any DC? Cause, like, well, look, I mean, Superman is in there. So you see. do what I'm, you know. And again, I, I find that slightly and tenuous. Woman, it's, again, it's well. not really a Warner Brothers property, is it? That's a, that's a DC property that... Yes, but that's what I mean by Warner Brothers going crazy. It's just like they're getting from the very edges of what they can probably count as being Warner Brothers. Yeah, I suppose they're doing the same sort of deals that Smash has to bring in Sega and Square, you know. Well, I mean, not those exact same deals, but (laughs) they're more internal deals, I suppose. People they already have relationships with. Exactly. Uh, Okay, what else we got? I mean, obviously, like the the, the, the Looney Tunes factory, of course. Scooby Doo, Scooby, no, Scoop, is is that Warner Brothers? That's Hanna Barbera, like Shaggy, <laughs> Shaggy. Shaggy. <laughs> in fact, Shaggy in his meme form of <laughs> of like Super Saiyan, you know that the stupid goddamn memes, <laughs> which is why he always gets model replaced into Smash Brothers over Captain Falcon. <laughs> right, okay, <laughs> but now they're making that for real. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's that's pretty great. That's a good uh, good pick. That's a very we know yeah. pick. So wait, Hanna, Hanna Barbera's in as well. Then does that mean? Well, like, at least this one. I don't. I, what I mean, I guess. I guess that, that is that whole catalogue going just owned by Warner Brothers now. So does that mean like I don't know, um, Dick Dastardly yeah. and stuff are on the cards? Mm. Um, I mean, you've got to have Taz. He's the most obvious, like, Smash-style character, right? I guess. But, I mean, you could say that about any of the Looney Tunes characters, really. I mean, I mean, Taz will just play, like, Meta Knight, right? <laughs> yeah, just for occasions. <laughs> yeah. Just spinning. Oh, don't forget Taz. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you haven't yet got uh, the, any the, of the particular... The Jetsons? <laughs> the Flintstones? Well, like, yeah, people have been speculating. Fl- that Flintstones would make sense. Get in there. Massive hammers. 
But then Captain Caveman would fit into that as well if we're talking about Hanna-Barbera characters. That's maybe a bit more obscure. Is it Hanna-Barbera or Hanna-Barbera? Like, well, he's attacking uh, people with picnic baskets. Probably. Just throwing the little bear out. Who's little bears? Yogi or oh, Boo Boo? That's it. <laughs> Take a moment. Well, there's you know we've got we've got obvious ones like Adventure Time. That's Cartoon Network, oh, isn't right. it? But <laughs> it's in. Wait, but, well, okay, that opens up a whole new kettle of fish. Like if Cartoon Network are attached, <laughs> well, I'm assuming that's that. like. I mean, Johnny Bravo, come on. <laughs> they should have done Nickelodeon Plus Cartoon Network. Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would have been the more obvious one. They put it into that game. They really should have. But you've got, you know, Finn and Jake, and then you've got... Um, then it gets weird. Uh, Lumpy Space Princess. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Does that mean, like, the Bravest Warriors could feature as well? <laughs> Potentially, I suppose. But then you've got the really weird corner of this set... Well, no, there's two. You've got obviously Rick and Morty. They're coming. That's one. And Old Swim. Like, that's. I mean, yeah, that's another kettle of fish. Like out of Adult Swimmer in like Aquatine Hunger Force. Bring it. <laughs> but then the weirdest, obviously, is uh, Game of Thrones. Oh wow! Okay. Obviously, that's you HBO, want though. Isn't it? Obviously, what, you want cartoon versions of Game of Thrones characters in your fighting game. What is going on with the corporate like structure? That's the most interesting thing about this it's game. Is like ridiculous. who owns what fucking character? It's like I, I guess they're just finally doing the like, hey, why don't we just make a popular media fighter? Like, is, I mean, it, is guess, it really Warner Brothers we're talking about here? Because it seems to be everyone. Well, I mean, it's Warner it's Brothers. That. Ready Player One, the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Warner Brothers at least is obviously the publisher of the video game because they are a publisher. That part is... Is this where we're going to see Goku in a platform fighter? <laughs> well, yeah, that's an anime deal, though. <laughs> are we going to be able to replicate Clegane Bowl? <laughs> that's, that's the only Game of Thrones thing I want to know. Can I have the Hound versus the Mountain? <laughs> Dragons, but dragons. the one thing that you can say about this <laughs> first video of this game is they have voices, so they're oh. already one-upping Nickelodeon. Oh, oh damn! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they get the voices, and if they're like, even if they just sound alike, so they don't have to be the actual people. Although um, I think some of them are really actual people. Like amazing. people are already saying that that sounds like the actual actress from Game of Thrones, <laughs> Arya Stark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amazing. I mean, there's like a billion Warner Brothers films. I need to actually like... But yes, if we go to... I mean, the trouble with it is, as far as I... You know, it's a... It seems like everyone is just getting on this bandwagon. Like, as soon as Smash is over, everyone's like, now we can make our one. But I think they maybe, maybe should have waited a couple of years. <laughs> like, I mean, okay. I, I didn't realise this, but Ready Player One is a Warner Brothers thing. Right. So, like... I guess they already have hooks everywhere. Iron Giant. Come on, he's going to be in there. I know, you'd have to make him so small. It's the Ridley problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. But the problem with it, from my angle, is just like, 
firstly, everyone's jumping on the Smash Brothers bandwagon like too fast, I think, and all at the same time, which is never a good idea. I mean, it's a weird, it's weird, isn't it? It's only taken them what twenty five odd years to suddenly be like, oh yeah, Smash. Yeah, it's like, like now that we've now that Smash Ultimate has come out and it's clearly the last Smash Brothers. Now we can all make Smash Brothers, except you know maybe you should have waited a little longer until after Smash Brothers. I mean, I guess stuff. the indie, I guess the indie crowd got ahead of them. Well, right? true, there had been a bunch of indie versions of this concept already. <laughs> Miscongeniality. <laughs> but then the other problem with this Warner Brothers game is like. The, the whole thing the reason why smash brothers worked so well is like they actually cared about like how the fighters <laughs> fit in the game whereas sure. in this one it's just like oh we just got gandalf and <laughs> just throw any random property in there and make up some moves and hope hope that it works i mean they could still <laughs> who they pick doesn't define that right yeah, but like presumably they're picking people they think they can make a move set for. Yeah, but the, the, like those they're, they're characters that don't have moves. Like what are Gandalf's moves? It's not like Smash Brothers where the whole point of it is it's like you know these classic. It's based on their game and they have things that are related to that game and it's like it's, they've built this, apart from in cases where that wasn't the case. But in, you know, I mean, it's not the first time that Gandalf has been in video games. No, right? that's like true. They, they could pull from Lego. <laughs> Yeah, but what was he doing that? Hitting into a stick. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, there isn't a Lego character fighting game. So. Smash Brothers clone. But Lego, uh, the Lego animation in Lego games has always been weird. I don't think that would work very mm. well for a fighting game. You don't yeah, have very many articulations. Right. No, that's true. No. The hands are very small. I mean, that didn't stop them doing Sonic. No. And have Sonic yeah. punching people. But, I mean, they make them very flexible, don't they, in the yeah. video game form. But yeah. But I don't know. And also, this game is apparently going to be free to play, and they're going to make money off skins. Ah, so. <laughs> that's going to be a problem. Or they're like, are they going to charge for characters? Well, or they could charge for characters. Yeah, which is a standard free to play fighting model. Yeah. Some kind of rolling roster, maybe. I mean, it sort of worked for Killer Instinct. Yeah. I mean, it's probably only worked for Killer Instinct, actually, thinking about it. Other people have tried. There was that free to play Tekken. And I don't think Dead or Alive's free-to-play model has done particularly well. <laughs> when they tried that, Soul Calibur did it as well. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure the free-to-play fighting model is all that proven. And, of course, in this video, they made special mention of, like, do you think online fighting games suck because of lag? Well, we we do too, so we're going to make that better. They didn't specifically say, like, rollback or anything, but <laughs> they at least mentioned that hmm. they want to make it work. Interesting. <laughs> Especially because it seems like, apparently, they they want to focus mainly on 2v2 rather than 1v1 or brawls. Interesting. Okay. So there's a lot of team mechanics. Like, you're, you, you're, the characters have specific, like team attacks essentially the way you can help your partner or or do an attack that uses both characters and it seems like a lot of the time they're sort of i don't know if it's only a visual thing or whether it's part of the moves or something but a lot of the time there's it's almost like there's a line linking them linking the two characters together mm. in like your team color oh they, they, they might be associated with Leica, so we might get corpse bride in there <laughs> Although Kubo and the two strings would be quite a cool character, probably. V for Vendetta. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That's pretty badass. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, apparently they worked with Death Note on some at some point. Right. Was there a live action Death Note? I'm sure Netflix did one. Be... Yeah, of right. course, <laughs> of course, course they did. Yeah. I hear it's okay. It's a you know a bit of a uh, you know it's, it's not too far from the original, but like they have taken it in different directions. Hmm. Did we talk about Cowboy Bebop? Didn't we? Yes, probably. Yeah. Well, I'm, I still haven't watched it, and like we're gonna hold off right, on that yeah. until I don't. Know. Oh yeah, yeah. Until until, right. until we can all watch it at once, or at least here anyway. Yeah, fair. I mean, this would be a slightly weird one. Apparently, that Warner Brothers have were involved with the TMNT version of Turtles, which oh, right. clearly they're not going to get off Nickelodeon now. <laughs> mm. Yes, that's that's another Smash Brothers. Apparently, Ocean's Eleven. We can't stop making more Smash Brothers. Only now it's the big companies. So now we're just waiting for the return of Sony's one, make a sequel to that, and then Microsoft right, needs to make yeah. one. <laughs> Microsoft will get there eventually, right? Presumably. I am Legend, so you can just play as Will Smith with a gun <laughs> and a dead dog. Yeah, and a dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> Speed Racer <laughs> plays a car. <laughs> plays a car. Yes. You got wacky racers in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're going to pick a car-based character, right? Well, that's that game. Well, yeah. Uh, what else news? That's you got any other games going on? I mean, there's nothing quite as interesting as that. <laughs> no. Mm. Unless you're interested in legal trouble. <laughs> legal trouble. Which I don't think we'll be able to report on accurately. No, just that Activision Blizzard right. are continuing to have legal trouble. Where it's like to suck. That, where it's like, oh, Bobby Connick clearly didn't know what was going on. Oh, wait, Bobby Connick did know what was going on. Oh, wait, Bobby Connick might have actually been involved with what was going on. <laughs> of course he is. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, does any of that surprise anyone? He's like notorious for being a sleazebag isn't he just like uh, well, in business more than like actual but yes, but business real sleaze are, business people are often known for being business people <laughs> <That's> not... <laughs> sleaziness yeah so that's carrying on to the point where the three console makers have said things really pointlessly I don't Kinda, know like yeah. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it, it, I, I guess it's to get the willies up them a little bit to be all like, oh, hey, all of the consoles are like, oh, console made, oh, maybe we should distance ourselves from Activision guys. Like, yeah, but what, what, yeah. what is that even like? What are they? Maybe what we should publish your games. Which, like, which I, has that ever happened? <laughs> it's like I'm sure they'd prefer to keep making money. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose they could do that. Like Nintendo could do that, and they probably, you know, yeah, I, I, I mean, bet Nintendo is probably a smaller market. <laughs> probably, yeah, is. Nintendo probably won't care. Like if they were to just just blackball Activision Blizzard, that would probably be fine. Yeah, for Nintendo, yeah, might yeah. even be worth it for them to get the good publicity of being. I mean, maybe maybe yeah. to the others. Maybe we need to go like. Hella conspiracy theory and just be like, it's just CEOs backstabbing each other. The CEOs of like Nintendo and Sony don't actually like Bobby Kotick and they're like, oh, this is a great opportunity to kick him out. We can remotely kick him out of his own company. <laughs> <laughs> not that it's like, not that it's seeming unlikely that he 
won't get kicked out anyway, regardless of mm. regardless of anything that Microsoft and Sony have to say about things. Mm. It's becoming increasingly likely. Yeah, building up the inevitability a bit, which is good, <laughs> given that he seems to be pretty guilty of this stuff. And I'm sure Jim Sterling will be extremely happy to see the back of him. Because that's it's been many a video about Activision Blizzard and the oh, situation. So very many. <laughs> I mean, uh, is anyone? That, I mean, before this whole situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Way before this. That's, that's, that's what I mean. Like, like almost. Like, you talk about Bobby Kotick. It's like, is anything you would you could say? It's like Randy Pitchford, right? You yeah. put the two of them in the room, and like <laughs> the worst thing, if you just locked them in a room for like a day, and then opened the door, and just like the ooze of sleaze that would just fall out of the door, <laughs> like a like pulp. a like, yes, some sleaze <laughs> pulp, sleeve. like a huge block of it would just squeeze its way out of the door. lovely image but <laughs> i'm sure and then i don't think there is there even any other news because anything happened this last two weeks i mean epic games have bought harmonics i mean is that even any kind of news they keep I buying mean, random companies they, and not doing they, anything with them almost they do but mm. they have sort of said what they want to do with harmonics which is you guessed it use fortnite. them to make fortnite content because hey, Fortnite have had those concerts and things, and they would quite like to use harmonics as skills to make the players slightly more involved with what's going on in these virtual events. Right. Okay. They're trying to turn Fortnite into the metaverse. Is that the idea? I mean, kinda. Yeah. Fortnite is the, is going to be Second Life two point Oh my god. I mean, they probably, they probably should do that. I mean, the whole point of <laughs> Fortnite was like it's a game that's based on a completely different game's engine to start with. Like, if they went back and actually made the original Fortnite they were going to make and added that into Fortnite, <laughs> then they really right. could start making, like... I mean, they had to, yeah, add Fortnite into Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fortnite Save the World <laughs> still exists, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess. How did it's called Fortnite Save the World? Or something like that. But they do practically, you know, they already have had so many random like concerts and all that other, and of course they're just general world building event stuff, I guess, which is sort mm. of tangential to the game but does affect the game. <laughs> but you might as well just make it like some kind of just like make Fortnite social where it just turns off the actual fighting and you just build shit. <laughs> I'm sure people would be pretty amused about that. Mm. I guess it'll. Well, they sort of tried, didn't they? More... Well, yeah, they have made some like creative modes for Fortnite, mm. but I don't think they're as you know extensive as they theoretically could be if they actually put some more effort into it. Yes. Uh, so there's that. I mean. I suppose it's a good time to buy harmonics if we're thinking about it. I don't think their last two projects have done massively well for is them. That, I mean, when you say it's a good time to buy them, you mean it's a cheap time to buy them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not, not good for anyone, really. Yeah, harmonics are stopped. It's not like because the great. other acquisitions, like Mediatonic, they bought because Four Guys was going ballistic, presumably. Yeah. Or, well, and before it went ballistic, be. right? Didn't they buy Mediatonic mm. before well, Four Guys launched? 
I don't know if it. Hmm, I feel like it was after mm, or close I to think the launch. It was after. Okay, I think it was after. Uh, but yeah, but there was Rocket uh, League, obviously. Cyanix. Yeah, Rocket League. Yeah. Whereas Harmonix, yeah, not doing so well these days. So seems like just the the cheap one rather than the uh, because they've got a great product at the moment. I mean, apparently they still make uh, they still make Rock Band Four content. Right. Right now, and Epic have said, "Yeah, they can carry on doing that. We're not stopping them doing that." Um, oh, that's cool. Um, how and, do you even get those instruments these days? <laughs> I mean, yeah, good question. And they they've said they'll um they'll, they'll you know with regards to Fuser, they're active. They're most at you know their most recent game. They're going to keep supporting them to create the events that they do in that. Hmm. Um, even though I think the Refuser DLC has ended, I don't think they're adding anything to that. Um, mm-hmm. But they're still running the, the, the basically the somewhat crappy live game stuff <laughs> will, will still be still be there. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the news there. Uh, and I guess the other thing that is interesting, at least to me, maybe not everyone, depends how retro you're feeling on a particular day, is that despite Xbox very clearly stating in the past that they were done with their backwards compatibility program, that it's like, it's not going away, we're just not going to add to it. Um, they added to it. To celebrate the uh, 20 years of Xbox, they added like 70 games, over 70 games to the back compat list from both mm. OG Xbox and 360, including Time Splitters 2 and 3. Hells yeah. Anyone fancy Ridge Racer 6? Come on now. But that's just good. That's just a feel good thing. I think they then, uh, Doubled down and said, "By the way, no, this, this is still done. We're not, <laughs> we're not planning on doing any more." But yeah, as Zach said before the cast, it's like yeah, there's a good, a good chance that was probably them just going, "Okay, what games just work? Do we, do we have to do anything to these? Let's put them out as a goodwill gesture." And uh, I think that might be news. Hmm. I mean, yeah, not, not a lot going on. We've got, I mean, I can't remember when Game Awards is, but it can't be far away yeah, now. It's got to be coming up in early December. And that's when we'll get our news burst, right? From, well, maybe, I guess. I mean, they often have a few, like, new announcements and stuff. Sometimes, but I feel like they've, those have started going to other places now. I feel like the Game Awards hasn't been as good on that front the last couple of times. I thought Game Awards was the one that was kind of leaning on that front. Like I know all of the whole platform holders are now kind of like doing their own little shows now, what with PlayStation State of Play and whatever Xbox does mm. and Nintendo Direct, but I think the Game Awards still managed to woo the third parties. Or anything that Hideo Kojima's working on. <laughs> well that's true. <laughs> he can at least show up there. <laughs> What is he doing? I guess we'll find out at the game. We don't, we don't know. Yeah, experimenting. If his Twitter feed is anything to go by, just some random pictures of him with microphones and stuff, and they'll just say like, "We're still experimenting here at Kajita Productions." And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know what you're doing." Right. Shall we? Well, we'll see what those are like when they come up shortly. But for now, let's talk about what we've been playing. I guess. 
Um, Rob, what have you been up playing recently? What have I been playing the last couple what? of weeks what have since I our been last playing? podcast? Ah. Have you been uh, playing some things? I've been playing the game of cat veterinary services, <laughs> um, but that's outside oh, yes, of that. Of <laughs> yeah. Back and forth to the mustard pot. Yeah, quite. And the various other outposts of the Stowe Veterinary Group. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much to them so far for the... Uh, Repeated attention yeah. and large bills. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> damn you, vets. <laughs> no, you're, doing, you're doing important work, but oh, pricey. Um, yeah, I've done, I mean, not a huge amount new. So let's pro, let's like uh, quite a lot of thoughts are going on still. I'm sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my. My original statements all still stand to a certain point. Like I'm getting like, whenever you come across an event that might be cool, cool, it is utterly, utterly ruined by the voiceover. Like it's just frustrating. Like some of the stuff I mentioned last time. Like you remember um, I talked about how um, I, I think I liked how Forza Horizon Two did like the bucket list events and things like that. I think all well, maybe yeah. that was three, where you just stumble upon a car. And then it's like, oh, this is a bucket list event, and you go, oh, okay, what's that? This is going to be something. This is going to be something fun. And it's like they're, they're they've kind of got some of that in five, but in the form of what they call stories. I think I think they're called the Horizon stories, and they they had some of this in four, where like it's like, oh, hey, here's uh, a stunt driver like storyline where you're doing stuff for <laughs> you're you're being a driver for for a film crew, or. Uh, yeah, or just his, you need to test drive this thing, or you're a taxi service, and it's like they were okay, but they weren't quite the same thing as the bucket list events. And they had a little bit of EO, but would mostly leave you alone during the actual event um, to go do the thing to try and hit the challenge. And some of those are like some of these are like proper challenges. Finally, they're like, oh hey, you you want to get a three star rating? You've got to do this much points, or like get this complete the complete the course in this amount of time. And it's like mm. great, some challenge, excellent. Let's do this. Every single one of them has an excess, a, a stupid set, like an utterly stupid setup. Like there's one about like some guy who wants to get, who's like <laughs> convinced the university that they need uh, ecological data while at the same time providing his sister with telemetry from the cars you're driving whilst acquiring this data. And that doesn't make any sense at all. And like, uh, but whilst you're doing his challenges, one of which was like a skill point challenge, which I think I mentioned last time was one of the, you know, on on a beach, and it's, which basically means just running over as many deck chairs as you can, uh, and it's, uh, but it's just like in, they're, they're jabbering on the entire time, and it's like, and if you restart the event, it's it's not like they save you from that jabbering on the second run. No, no, it's you get it all again, even if you made it all the way to the end of the event and only got like one or two stars, and you're like, oh, I could probably get that third. You restart it. You have to go through that script again. And you just just have to hear that nonsense. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not unlike uh, most video games ever, but. Ah, uh, but is it though? But it's, for, a, for a driving game, it's <laughs> well, like sure, but then there really needs to be an option to just retry the challenge without the narrative. Like, the, the, narr- the narrative is utterly pointless in this game. There's no need mm. for to exist, and it doesn't add to it. It makes it worse. Yeah, it actively takes away from 
from what is a pretty cool game and it's what you need to do is have the music turn up and then make a youtube video so you're talking all the time like we did with sonic force <laughs> we guess, barely yeah. perceived any of their bullshit that they were saying constantly <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. that is true at least in sonic forces you can replay the levels without the narrative and there's no way of doing that you just go to like the you don't have to play don't them know, in like, like the story I don't know there is yeah and I think even on the subsequent, like when you're doing the set, the, um, like the SOS missions and whatever, it's still playing the same narrative. You might be right. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that kind of blows. Yep. But luckily, as I said, we didn't notice. Almost to our detriment, I would have said yeah. in some cases, because I bet some of that shit in forces was probably worthy of comment <laughs> about <laughs> it being terrible. I mean, I can probably like go into the options and turn the voice o- just all voices off. And just, get, and just get subtitles. But the problem is, oh. the problem doesn't stop there, right? So at the end of a challenge, if you finish it, there's an unskippable section where it's just where you're having the same conversation with the dude at the end of each run. Uh, and you, it's as I say, it's unskippable. You can't make it go away. You have to sit there and ha- let them wait for them to have this conversation before it presents you with your star ranking. And it's like, why... Give me a challenge that I'm clearly supposed to repeat if I want to do better on. And lock me behind this... Do- it's just... It's it's baffling. Like, why would you... Why would you do- Who thought this was a good idea? And so that's kind of the... the, the it, it's really pulling me out of it, honestly. I have to admit, it's all like, of that happy, clappy stuff is really off-putting for it's, me. It's hugely it off-putting. <laughs> Because you can get past it. We got past it in the likes of like Dirt 2 and stuff like that back in the day. But oh, like, no, it I mean, they, be they, they st- they, I mean they're still doing some of it, right? At least at least Dirt 5 moved away mm. from it a bit and turned mm. it into like the Donut podcast rather than, which, you know, you can totally mm. ignore and just start an event and then you're fine. Um, cool. they, they moved, I mean, it's there. People people talk at you, but it's not, it's not the worst. Yeah. It's definitely not Dirt 2, or even Dirt 3. Dirt 3 was the worst, right? It was like, hey, mm. have you tried putting that on YouTube? See, if everything if everything was the guy for Crazy Taxi, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I did that voice. Are that, you ready? <laughs> that would be much cooler. Hey, have you considered driving real fast? <laughs> yeah, that would be actually okay. I need yeah, to do a study on sand samples on the beach. Are you ready? Hi. Anywho, it's it. I mean, it's all, it's, it's all right. Other than that, the mm. actual driving is still fine. The actual racing is still fine. It's It's just like, yeah, their decisions for structure just seem wrong. <laughs> but do you think, I don't know, they seem to be getting further away from what you want in terms of the structure. Yeah, like, there's no reason for are. them to, to move back <laughs> because, I don't know, people seem to like it, Yeah, <laughs> which so, I don't get. <laughs> so news, Forza Horizon 5 is Xbox's biggest launch of a game ever in terms yeah. of player base. Right, there you go. It, it hit 10 million players faster than any other any other Xbox game ever. I mean, um, there's no other bloody games on the console. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there are loads, but none that are Actually, for should, that console. I should rephrase that. I think that's Xbox Game Studios' biggest launch. Right. So, right. Uh, like, uh, and this is across all platforms, not just PC, but the... Um, not not just Xbox, but the PC release and the Steam Presumably version. Presumably, they'll be measuring... 
Halo Infinite against that. That's oh, going to yeah. be comparable, probably, before long. Depends, because that's also news, and I'll talk about this in a bit, but Halo Infinite's kind of out, kind of. Kind of. So it's like, can the, the biggest launch metrics really apply? I don't know. Because of the way they've eased it, you know, they're already out. Yeah. Like, but are they even going to count the two separate parts as one release? In exactly. Numbers? Yeah. Probably because they, everyone loves inflating numbers. Absolutely. You have to come yeah. up with the best ways to do that. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You've got to combine your sales numbers with your free to play numbers. So the other thing I've struggled with with Forza is like, again, I should caveat all of this with this is a bit of a rob review. I do quite like this game. You know, it's it's very pretty. It drives well. The racing is fun. Um, I think I'd prefer a motorsport over a Horizon at this point. Hurry up, eight. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm just nitpicking here. But like, I've had real problems with its online component. I tried to actually engage with it, and every time I've tried, it has not worked. Um, as in the game just refuses to connect me to people or refuses to join me into stuff. And it's definitely not my internet because my Xbox is quite happily online and I've been playing other games on my Xbox just fine. Forza seems, for some reason, for me, mm. just ab- categorically does not work online. Um, That's crazy. I mean, I can Thinking download how- car designs. That stuff's still there. So if I want to like get a paint job for my car, it will still suggest that stuff. But I wanted to, I wanted to see what the um what the Forza Eliminator is, which is their like battle royale mode. And it's like, what yeah. on earth is this? Um, partly because it came up as a weekly challenge um, on their seasonal thing. Oh, by the way, they still got seasons. I'll come back now. Yeah, I'll come back to that. Um, the uh, yeah, and it's um, it, I just couldn't get in. It would just say, yeah, I'm looking for a game. And, and nothing would ever happen. And it's like, where are these 10 million players you, I'm hearing so much about? <laughs> yeah. They must be there. So I tried the other game modes. Like I thought I'd, I'd never really engaged with the, like the playground modes before in a Forza game. Like, like oh, let's, let's try some, try some car tag. <laughs> let's see if that's any fun. Um, couldn't just couldn't get into it. I was like, all right, fine. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll join an online convoy and just do some races against humans let's see how that works out nope nope none another thing so that's been a that's been kind of a bummer um so i haven't really got a feel for how any of that works um but yeah uh, as i mentioned earlier so to, to my surprise there is actually still seasons in the game they call them like the, the the dry season the storm season the wet season uh Oh yeah, and they're, they're still sort of labelled spring, summer, autumn, winter in some places of the UI as well. So that's mildly confusing um, <laughs> that they're using the two different monikers for it. And like, it, it, as far as I can tell, it doesn't make huge changes to the map, like or at least I haven't noticed it being a huge difference, unlike what it was in Forza Four. But I think it just changes how, like, some of the events you'll you'll be doing will be skewing towards wet conditions in the wet season right. for instance um but if you tried to play that same go back to that same event during the dry season it'll be nice and sunny um so we'll see we'll see how that plays out a bit more um, um but it's, it's it's interesting that they're, they're, they're trying to keep some of that idea about even if it's not as dramatic as it was in right Forza four which in, in four which yeah. might explain why they didn't, didn't make such a big deal of it this time yeah yeah it's just like a holdover from the previous game but like the seasons are not as dramatic in no. el mexico as they are in 
El Britain. <laughs> El Britannio. El Britannio. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of it. It's like, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's all I can really say. I haven't got hold of the PC version yet. I might try that with. I haven't. I just can't be asked to get the wheel out now. The wheel, the wheel's gone in the loft right now. <laughs> right. So, all right. Okay. So I might not try that. Um, what I probably will try on PC in the near future is some of that there Halo Infinite because I've been playing some of that. Halo. Halo Infinite multiplayer beta. They very quietly sort of say it's beta, like in bits of beta, the... but not for long. <laughs> but not for long, yeah. So, what the full game's out December eighth, so we've got not got, not got long to wait. Um, so, yeah, they launched surprise. They launched Halo Infinite to everyone early. Um, yeah, which is a pretty good move. Um, and I've been I've been wading into some of that. Halo Infinite multiplayer is a damn good game. Yeah, it's it's cool. real good. Um, nice. It's like it's bringing back all the all the things I like about old like online shooters. In particular, I've always been a fan of Halo as an online shooter, even through all of its weird iterations. Even Halo Four, which is the odd one, um, mm. I quite enjoyed. Um, the one that went a bit more Call of Duty. The, kind the, the... started going that way, yeah, and yeah. then Halo Five kind of dulled that back a little bit, but had some mm-hmm. the crazy ground pound move and things like that. Yeah. This subdues it even more. So it's I don't I wouldn't say it's as bonkers as Halo 5. It's kind of moved away from that even more. So it fe- like everything feels more Halo-y and mm. and, and, it, and it's pushing my buttons. Like I like the way this feels. It's like it's still fa- it's still faster I think than the sort of trudgy bungee era of of, yeah. of multiplayer which I'm not saying was bad. Um, so, you know, characters still move fast. Everyone has a sprint now. Um, gone is the ability to rapidly side dash and, and that kind of stuff, unless you've got equipment. So equipment can now be found around the, the, the arena and you can pick up and swap it out just like you would an, would a weapon. Um, and these equipments have charges. And one of them is like, oh, hey, you want to do a quick side dash? Fine, go find the dash equipment. Um, right. And use it. You want the grapple hook that we saw in the trailers? Sure, yeah. go find the grapple hook. That's there. Um, you want a drop shield? Yeah, you can do that too. So equipment's not new to Halo, but it's interesting that they sort of. It feels like they've revisited the past and what worked in private in previous games, mm. but brought it into a a more modern feeling game. Mm. Mm. And and the result is is that it really works. It's 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 great fun. Um, I'm particularly, controversially, I'm particularly fond of the fact that they made the the basic assault rifle viable. Like the basic work. The basic. Yeah. I mean, it possibly too much, but um, okay, because um, it was famously pointless in the yeah, kind of kind of useless. You always switched out to something else. You even switched. You, you know, using a pistol was often preferable to to using the using the AR. Um, but now, what was no, the best one up to this point? Probably the one in Reach was okay, wasn't it? But it was never that great. Assault rifle, I mean. Yeah, the assault rifle in Reach, you didn't... I don't know if you really came across the, the standard assault rifle all that much in Reach. Because like, Halo no. 2 tried to replace it with the SMGs, right? And Yeah, yeah. And then you had, like, Battle Rifle, which is a whole nother deal. Yeah, right? so Battle like, Rifle changed everything. Um, and yeah. It's still a thing. Um, so the Battle Rifle is still there, but it's kind of a... It's a... It's 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 almost considered a, a power weapon almost now. Yeah. Like it's not quite on that scale, but it's it's getting there. 
Um, <laughs> like having a railgun, basically. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of. But the way the way they've split, like this is only the beta, and I expect they'll like split out more playlists and things like that. There's basically only three playlists to pick from now, so it's like your your quick match, your unranked quick match, which where everyone starts with the AR and a pistol and a couple of grenades, um, and you'll play like small level capture the flag or oddball or slayer by the way i'd forgotten how much i freaking love oddball what a great game mode <laughs> it's like i don't know i just find it hugely entertaining um a lot of people don't like ball though <laughs> oh, I, I, I love it i don't know why it's, it's just it's, it's great fun i don't think i've actually been in a straight death match game it just has always mm. given me like oddball oh well there's there's strongholds is the other one which is basically a bit like um I think Call of Duty has this, where there's like three spots on the map, and you're scoring points if your team has recently claimed two of them. Mm. And I think that that's less good. I've not, not, not a huge fan of that here. I think I much prefer to play Oddball, um, but it's all right. And Capture the Flag is actually surprisingly good in Halo, so I, I, you know, that's not bad either. I've lost my train of thought. What was it? Where was I going? Oddball. Uh, oh yeah, the, the playlist. The so, the, the, yeah. so there's that. Um, um, yeah, and the, the you've got big team battle, which I haven't tried yet, which is you know classic. You want to play the big big maps with all the vehicles and stuff like that. That's where you go. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yet to give that a shot. And you've got ranked mode, and the, the main difference with ranked mode is that hey, it's using the same sort of team based game modes and maps, but the loadout is different. You everyone starts with battle rifles in in ranked mode. Um, and and no one has the motion tracker, so some of the Haloisms disappear in ranked currently. Like I mm. wonder if they'll do the they'll open it up so some of the more casual game types can be played in or in a ranked setting, I guess, or if it's just going to be reserved for um for this kind of I don't know pro mode, I suppose. Um, but it, it creates a, it's a very different experience playing the ranked game modes compared to the standard modes, just because of that change. Mm. Um, but I think they've made other smart decisions as well. So, like, if if you're if you've still got your shield, yeah, landing a headshot on someone with a shield is kind of not important now. So, if you if you've got the AR, for instance, and you're just just spewing away at someone, what makes the AR effective now is like you can hit them anywhere in the shield. You don't have to headshot them. And it will yeah. do the same amount of damage no matter where you hit them. It, like the shield just takes damage. Yeah. It's only when the shield is down that body positioning some, suddenly becomes important. Matters. So, yeah. like a headshot from almost any weapon is insta kill. Um, but you have to get the shield down in order to land that. Yeah. And I think that works incredibly well because I think that's what that's been the key to this. It's like it balances it out. Um, there's still a there's still an achievement or a, a medal I say for maximum efficiency with a battle rifle so maybe there are some weapons that um if you manage to headshot every shot um you do get some sort of little benefit but um for the most for the most part the game is telling you if they're shielded don't worry just just hit them Mm. um even with like a sniper rifle or something on a big map well yeah headshot with a sniper rifle is going to insta kill um, right. So, the sli- the so that's yeah. what I mean. There are some exceptions to that. It's like if you hit, if you body shot someone with a sniper rifle, it's only going to take the shield out, and it doesn't do quite enough person damage. But if you, because the yeah. yeah, but if you manage to headshot someone with a sniper rifle, it will take the shield and kill them instantly and kill them. Yeah, makes sense. Um, 
I wouldn't. Uh, so let's talk the technical side. So far, I think it's for me, it's run pretty flawlessly. Frame rate has been solid, except for during the sort of cutscene bits where it was a bit right. Yeah, where it was a bit odd, like off-puttingly jerky. It's like in yeah. a weird way, this makes a pretty bad first impression because it plays the trailer that I think we saw. Um, uh, the, the multiplayer trailer, yeah, with the um, the girl running away from brutes, and then a load of Spartans turn up. Um, so you get mm-hmm. to watch that, and then it cuts to sort of uh, to in-engine stuff, and then the frame rate of that in-engine stuff is a bit jumpy and a bit all over the place. Like it's a very, it's like a constant jumpy, like it's a judder rather than a mm. um, frame. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. It's like it's weirdly consistently bad, and then as soon as it hands over control to you, it's fine. Um, mm. So, so there's that kind of like get yourself past that first impression that 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 intro is not indicative of how the game actually plays. Um, and while I would say it's a good looking game, I wouldn't say it's a great looking game. Right? It's not no. pushing any boundaries here. Not because it's, it's, it's like meant to scale to the Series S and the previous generation and, and whatever PC a number you've got. of PCs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 yeah, it's not it's not pushing anything particularly. I mean, you could say the same thing about Forza, right? Forza is like is has been designed in the same way, but they've pulled it off a little better there. I'd say, like, yeah, yeah. Um, It's very crisp looking. I'll give it that. Like, it's like I think it's using dynamic resolution and stuff like that. But and but it manages to maintain sixty all the time. And honestly, Mm. like, unlike some dynamic resolution games where you might see the little flicker every now and then if you're really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's totally unnoticeable here. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty positive on it. What sucks is the progression system. Cause okay, let's, everyone knows this is a free to play game now. So you don't need game pass or anything like that, um, to play this. Anyone can go download it right now and have a go. Um, even you, even you, if you set up your Windows PC, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so as a result, it's free to play with a battle pass, um, and it's. I think even for people with the battle pass, it's a stingy experience. Like I don't have the battle pass. I thought they might throw that in with Game Pass, so Game Pass subscribers right. get something. Yeah, but you don't. Um, I see. Uh, Game Pass subscribers are, are exactly the same as anyone else. As anyone else. Okay, um, that's interesting. But Game Pass subscribers will get campaign, obviously. Um, yeah. Which um, which non-subscribers won't get. Um, uh, so the problem stems from leveling up is slow, for one thing. Um, and you need to progress multiple levels in order to unlock the free stuff. So it's not that different from Rocket League's pass, for instance, where you have to get you have to make so many level jumps, and then it might give you a crate for something. Um, the problem here is that, like, what you can earn on free mode is like next to nothing. Like, it might be, oh, hey, here's a here's a card that lets you swap out one of the uh, XP bonus challenges for another one if you don't like it, and you might earn one in five levels, something like that. I'm at like level two right now, and I've played a good few hours of, of this. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. I'm talking too much. <laughs> I'm going to sip that juice. Ugh. Very professional. 
yeah, so like the, the like, so even when you get to the point where you earn something, it's almost something entirely pointless. Mm. Uh, and out of the gate, like the customization options you get for your Spartan are minimal to the point where colors are now locked behind unlocks. You can't like pick whatever color you want for your armor, which you've been able to do since Halo 2. Well, for a certain definition of whatever you want. Well, yeah, <laughs> within their palette, I guess. But the palette was quite, mm. was enough. Like the the emblem editor is gone which I think it might have been gone for a while yeah. um, because, you know, to stop you from making obscene things um, like Call of Duty did <laughs> for a bit. Um, but yeah, you can't really pick your own choice of emblem or color scheme to go with it. You have to unlock those. You have to earn those. Um, where, where it kind of is okay, it's like, oh, hey, you want a gun skin? You've got to earn that. Hey, you want more stuff to stick on your gun? Yeah, you've got to earn those. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't care about that stuff. That's okay. that's okay. But I don't know. The fact that they, like, I was lucky that there just happened to be a blue, I think, in, in the list of colors you could pick. And it's like, well, fine. I want to be, I want to be blue. So, so I'll have a blue one. And, and it's, it's interesting because during gameplay, if even if I was on the red team, my Spartan would be blue. So you can keep the skin right. that you pick. And it, it basically the game just puts a very heavy highlight around players of the other team. So it's like, okay, okay most of the time you're okay. But if you get right up in someone's grill, it can be momentarily confusing. <laughs> right. Like bad uh, choice. What team they're on. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, I do that on Rocket League. Like, I've got a car set up that looks blue the entire time. <laughs> well, but Rocket League originally had that solved, where you had it, so you had an orange team set up and a blue team set up, and the colours wouldn't, wouldn't match. Separately yeah. distinguished. But then they decided to fuck that up by adding skins that were just a set colour. Yeah. So the same, the same thing can be done here. Um, yeah, and I think that I, I think it's very, and also the, like the way you progress in general. Like, no, it's not just that it's slow and that the earning of it is. Like for free to play users is is next to nothing, and but the the and yeah speed of progression for battle pass users is slow, but the way you earn it is weird. So at launch, the only way to gain experience towards your leveling was through these challenges that it would pop up. And these challenges are random. Like you could be given a, a set of dailies and a set of weeklies, um, and. Uh, yeah, you're you're at the mercy of those to decide what you want, what you can do in order to progress. If you don't do those, you don't earn anything. Like not oh. e- not even not even like a you played a game amount of XP. So you're not right. Or you have to do these challenges. To, yeah, to get any and kind that of is experience. The only way to progress. So the one thing they have changed since launch that I've noticed since then is they've they've basically made it so there's always a player game challenge available right. so you'll always get like 50 experience points for just playing a game all the way through right but that's like 50 experience points is nothing like it's asking you to get a thousand or more every game or something like or maybe even more so what kind of challenges are you seeing uh so some of them are like kill five spartans with battle rifles and it's like okay in casual mode that's going to be tricky because <laughs> because i'd have to find a battle rifle and try and hit someone with it um uh, which you know, depending on the map you pick, might not be an option. So it's like, okay, fine, I'll go into ranked and I'll and I'll go do that, and then fine, got rid of that. Um, there are ones where it's like do the specific thing in a specific playlist. So there was one for getting kill assists in Fiesta mode, which is the sort of temporary 
one of the temporary playlists they've got running at the moment. And Fiesta mode is basically just Slayer, but everyone spawns with random weapons, which is quite fun. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so there was one for getting assists on that. I've got two that are the same right now, which are get kills with a with a with a weapon called the Commando Rifle, which I've never seen in a game yet. It's like I've been on 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 the on on the there's like weapon drills you can do, so you can go to the shooting range and try all the guns right, out, try them out. Um, yeah, uh, but I've I've like so I've I've used the Commando Rifle there just to just have a play with it, but I've never seen it in a game. Not once, and I've got two challenges that are identical to each other—a weekly and a daily one. Or, or I think they're both weeklies, and it's like I can't—I right. can't score anything towards them because I've never seen to, the gun. So I've just got to wait for it, the week to end so I get more right. challenges. Unless you find it somewhere, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's got—I think it's got huge problems in terms of progression, um, which may impact how people stick with it. Which is a real shame because the core game is hella fun, mm. um, and is and is it's, it's a, it, it feels the, like a throwback, um, but it's a great throwback. Yeah. How are the bigger levels with vehicles and stuff? Uh, not had to too much experience. As I say, I've not played Big Team Battle yet. There are a couple of mm. maps in the in the casual rotation that have have some vehicles on, um, and I've 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 never I've not driven the new Warthog yet, but I've driven the Ghost, and it's like it's mm-hmm. exactly what you expect. It drives like the yeah. Ghost. Um, it shoots like the ghost. Um, I think the thing that might be slightly confusing for for players that haven't come back into Halo for a while is like, hey, the audio design is like almost totally different now. Like, like all of the guns sound different. Um, mm. The only the only thing that kind of sounds the same is uh, the sound of your shield recharging, which yeah. is nice and loud, which I really like. It's like That's when it good, when yeah. it when it when it um charges the toy just boom and it's sort of like just booms over everything and it's like oh that's actually really useful good choice um or the announcer which is the same announcer that we've always had who's, oh, right. who's, who's brilliant classic, oddball yeah. <laughs> so like a needler sounds totally different doesn't it or yeah yeah all, all it doesn't sound it doesn't have the classic noise anymore like even the shatter noise of you hitting someone with the you know with a with a needle burst or mm-hmm. whatever they called it like that's a different noise now like the audio has been completely reworked um so uh, i'm not saying it sounds bad but it wouldn't identifiably mm. sound that halo until you heard the announcer right. of the shield um mm. which is a i don't know it's 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 just a thing just another thing about this I guess I guess the weirder element is like it, the menu music in particular like the music presentation sounds the least halo it's ever been like right, it's more it sort of, used to be it yeah it sounds a bit like sort of orchestral gu- stuff like it's more guitar-y focused now and a bit more i don't know i get a sort of military hoorah vibe from it and it's like i'm not right, necessarily right. sure as what i'm into for a halo game but <laughs> yeah, is that just because it's the multiplayer and that's exactly what that's what i'm that's what i'm hoping is that it's just it's just a multiplayer thing and that the main the main campaign will be They'll they'll get the composer from four and five back um, to do mm-hmm. the work. Uh, I suppose it doesn't. What does it tell you about what the campaign's going to be like? Not much, really, apart from the no. The, I mean, the, 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 the you know, the, assume the, the movement and the feel of that yeah. is going to be pretty much the same. Um, 
which and is that, very Halo. Yeah, which is very Halo. And so it's like I, I'm not uh, I'm not concerned about that side of it at all. And if the mm. weapon, you know, the weapons feel good. I'm wondering if there will be weapons in the campaign that you don't see in multiplayer, that kind of thing. Because um, yeah. there's some notably, like, there's some there's some stuff I think are missing. Like I haven't seen a regular ass plasma rifle, which is what well, do you just get the like the red ones or no? I mean, no, not, just... not even anything like that. Not 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 a plasma rifle where I can just hold down the trigger and fire. Right? There's, they've I've, there's, yeah. I've seen a pulse carbine which fires like right. three bullets at once. Um, some other, I can't remember the name of it. Some other sort of like rifley thing that looks a bit covenanty. Um, I've seen that stupid brute hand hand shotgun, the pistol shotgun thing. <laughs> That's mm. in there. Um, but yeah, I've not, I've not seen the the regular plasma rifle. Um, not even the weird one they added. What, what was it in Reach or Halo Four? Something the one that was like a, 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 a like spun up. Like it was um, like a heavy oh, plasma yeah. rifle. Yeah, um, I've not I've not seen that yet. So yeah, they've they've made some cuts and some additions. Um, I'm not even sure I've seen the regular ass shotgun. I think that's been replaced with something else. Um, uh, or the DMR. I don't think I've seen the DMR. I guess the commando rifle might replace that, but the commando rifle is an ortho. Um, anyway. But I don't think it's bad. Like the lineup of weapons I've come across all seem quite good. Um, <laughs> the other thing you can change, which I think is like it all unlock, which I think might be interesting in the future, is like you have a, a little AI guy, but not a full AI who like lives in your helmet, and, and the the default one is called Butler, and it's just like a like a nice British voice. And it's all right, like, power weapons incoming. <laughs> What a reliable weapon when you kill someone can you swap with the that out, then? So You can swap like... that for other voices, but like I think that you only get two, maybe three, and there's like a fourth to unlock right now. Um, mm-hmm. However you unlock that, and uh, I assume they'll be adding them. more. Um, and you can... <laughs> You can add. They have customization of that guy as well. So if you don't like his color, you can, you can unlock colors for your AI guy that you like. I don't think I've ever seen in multiplayer. <laughs> so what? It's like, right? Where do you see them? Yeah, then? like in in the training, you see them when you're like on certain terminals. Like they're they they will right, pop okay, they'll yeah. pop up on certain buttons. Um, to make it obvious, I guess that you can push them when you're close to them, but. Uh, uh, otherwise, I don't know. I don't know why I would worry about trying to get hold of a hold of a a, a, a color for Butler. Um, but it's, but it is it's weird having an extra announcer in a weird way, like sort of just saying things to you and commenting on what you're doing. It's kind of cool in a way, but maybe some players won't want that. That's what I'm thinking. They won't need this extra layer of commendation going on but it's the same voice that's used to inform you of like when the power weapons are spawning on the level because the power weapons are on a timer now and they're all they're always announced so like the sniper rifles are inbound for instance on the, oh, that's quite good um and if you if you go but to where the, if you're a good if you're a good player you've got that timer running in it in your head <laughs> to a point yeah but you can always check yeah. on it and he'll warn you when there's like 10 seconds left like mm. and like they refer to the rocket launcher as the M1 Spanker, which makes me both snigger and cringe at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's why, a little bit cringe. 
It's like you didn't just call it the rocket launcher. You don't have to call it the spanker. Yeah, 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 the spanker. <laughs> I mean, that is technically yeah, what it's called, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just the fact that it's voiced now. I don't think I've ever heard them call it that in the game before, and it's just like M1 Spanker inbound. I mean, has it always been called that? Well, I think so. Like, yeah, SPNK, right? Is yeah, SPNK. Oh yeah, yeah. SPNK. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> it maybe makes less sense for posh British accent to be saying it. If it was like some <laughs> American military dude saying it, you might get away with it. <laughs> Banker inbound. <laughs> anyway, I've, I've I've talked about it for, for for long enough. It's great. It's good. Give it a go. I want to try it on PC. See how it plays. Um, they That's great t- news. Yeah, it is good news. And the fact that it's free, hopefully there'll be a nice player base for it for mm. foreseeable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got one other thing to talk about. Um, which I'm, I don't know if I want to talk a huge amount on just yet, um, but I've started playing Backbone on the Xbox, um, which is a uh, one of the more recent entries in what you could argue is the burgeoning anthropomorphic noir detective story genre. Right, I don't know if yes. that's a burgeoning. It's been around a while. I, I don't know. It just feels like there's... there's I don't know. Maybe of late, this feels like there's more games than ever. Suddenly, like like I'm thinking of like Black Sad under the skin and Chicken Police, Paint It Red, and now Backbone, and maybe to a lesser extent, you throw Sam and Max in on this. I don't know. Um, but hey, you're you're a raccoon detective in a pixel art world of a rundown city, run by the apes, um, who are supposedly saved everyone at some point or something. I'm not quite sure I get the backstory just yet of, of why the city is how it is. Um, but yeah, you're sort of down on, classically down on your luck raccoon um, who gets a job and then you go tr- attempt to do the job and things turn out to be way worse than you thought they were and you get yourself embroiled in a nasty case. It's noir. It's very noir. Um, that opening act is uh, pretty decent. It's pretty good. It's got some real good music going on. The vibe, in in particular, I think they get just right. Like with their oh, with their nice the, the nice pixel art graphics and the nice uh, the yeah tone of the audio is all quite good. Um, and the sort of yeah the 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 how the townsfolk are all kind of dicks to each other, including you. You're kind of a dick, but like, right. <laughs> but like everyone is, it's, it's one of those. It's like, there's, there's, there's a line early on where you're talking to someone who used to be a friend of yours and did quite well for himself, but is now in a back alley, not <laughs> just hanging out, clearly homeless, not having a great oh. time. Um, and yet you're, you're sort of having this like, like, nice conversation like somewhat friendly conversation with him and, and it's like he, he describes someone as a dick nugget and you're like <laughs> i replied as isn't everyone a bit of a dick nugget and he's like well, yeah. not, well not me obviously <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like oh yes yeah, so i was accidentally a bit of a dick there to you when I? <laughs> I was a bit of a dick nugget everyone's a bit of a dick nugget <laughs> um yeah i think it's, it's occasionally quite witty uh, it's occasionally quite funny, <laughs> obviously. Uh, not not just because of Dick Nugget. There's there's, 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 there's <laughs> yeah. some good exchanges in there. Um, yeah. Talking to an existential trout was quite fun for a while. Um, <laughs> there's 
I got an achievement for shattering the innocence of the youth. That was quite a funny conversation. Um, <laughs> it's it's nice. It's one of those. It's like it's presented in like it's entirely in text, so it's like you 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 have to and there's a lot of it. So you've got to get your reading on. Um, mm. Uh, but almost every line you say is is an option you can choose. I don't think it affects the story particularly, but it can um, it will lead the direction of the conversation. And there are achievements for that I've discovered for for leading a conversation in a specific way, but I don't think it really affects the outcome. Right? It's a it's a narrative story at the heart of it. Um, mm. I haven't come across many puzzles so far, but there's been. There's been a couple that have been quite interesting. There was a code-breaking puzzle in the first act that I thought was kind of well done. Um, uh, and then, yeah, you need, a, you need a code to go do a thing. And it's uh, the way you discover the code was quite... It felt very detective-y, very old school. Nice. Um, like putting bits of paper in certain places to reveal certain clues towards what the number could be. And then it's like, oh, right, no, I combine this or together. Very escape Ooh, room. And, there's yeah. this, and there's this other thing that indicates the, se- oh, the sequence of the numbers. Okay, great. Then no, no, I'll put that together. Like, oh, no, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. And like, there's like, yeah, some, some detective work. Hells yeah. Um, so if it does a bit more of that, I'll be happy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's the, like act the act two has slowed down dramatically. I think it's like one of those games that does that have a dramatic opening. And then I'll be doing some standard S sleuthing for a while. Mm. And then hopefully the some, mid, the mid game. Yeah. And hopefully something will happen at the end of act two. It's like, it's got five acts. You can see that pretty clearly from the achievement list. Um, so I think it's going to be longer than I expect as well. Um, nice. Yeah. Backbone. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. There was a, there was a mildly awkward bit where I thought the game had broken because there was basically no music for ages, and that's really kind of all that game has in terms of its audio presentation. Atmosphere, right? Yeah, because it's all text. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking to a lot of people in almost silence, apart from the occasional what sounds like someone knocking on a wall somewhere, and, like, and it's like it would only do that every now and then. So I thought maybe I'd broken it, and maybe I had, but then the music did come back at some point when I triggered a different scene. Or went to a new area, so it wasn't totally busted, at least. Um, and I think it occasionally makes jumps in the narrative that I'm not 100% following it. Like it's uh, like it will start talking about people and places that would make sense for the characters to know. But for me as a player, I haven't potentially had enough exposure to who those people are or to what those names are. So it can take a little while for me to catch up to where the where the characters are if that makes sense it's like the opposite problem of like of what i had with like 12 minutes and games like that where it's like i'm ahead of everyone it's like i know i know more than the in-game characters do and i somehow need to tell the game that i know what they know which is a you know a, a different narrative problem here i'm behind the characters they know more than i do um which can be okay but it can be quite confusing in some like what what you're here to what you're what you're there to do in some scenes. But I'm going to carry on. It's decent. What platforms is this? Backbone? Uh, I believe it's available. Well, it's definitely available on Xbox, but I think I've seen it on yeah. Steam. Right. Um, hmm. Yeah, decent little thing. Nice little indie. Indie, yeah. indie noir. Indie noir. It's yeah. that noir time of year. <laughs> noir November. <laughs> yes, the November Noir series. Dank. 
I want, I want, <laughs> I want to dank. Not in a certain sense, right? In no, an old-fashioned sense in a, in, of a, in, a, in a literal sense. I want it moist. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get some pulp off in there. <laughs> Do you think dank dank is colder than moist? Mm. We already have this discussion. I don't know if I temperature think came into it. Because like a dank dungeon yeah. sounds cold. Yeah, so dank I think, is I think, cold and wet. I think, but yeah. so is moist. No, I, no moist moist, I, think, I think you can be like a warm moist. Yeah, I, I think, think you could moist. be, but I, yeah. I think moist doesn't have a temperature connotation as much as dank. No, I think you're right. Yeah, moist is kind of a neutral. Like, it could be anything. Dank, yeah, I'm getting that chilly feeling. Dank feels colder, moist feels warmer to me. <laughs> humid if it's warm. Yeah, humid and moist. I guess that is the thing, yeah. But you don't, like, you don't describe an object as humid, right? As the I can describe no. an object as moist. Can but... you describe an object as dank? I'm not entirely certain you can. Dank dungeon. I mean, you're describing fair. the atmosphere of the dungeon. Dank weed. Yes, <laughs> that's a different meaning. Dank memes. And dank memes. Oh, dank. Cool. Well, play some backbone. It sounds dank. Mm. More to come. Yeah. Seg, it's your turn to talk about what you've been playing. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we 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 played more Dirk again. Yep, got a decent session. Yeah, we had a real real long and yesterday. Except it contained many failures. Oh, many failures. <laughs> well, we upped the difficulty. That was the thing. We put it on. We've been playing most of the time on Hazard level three, so we upped it to four. And typically, with like almost any game ever, what you really want is like a Hazard difficulty three point five. <laughs> like, <laughs> the second stage of the deep dive. Yeah, like it's uh yeah the the, the step up is quite noticeable um just in terms of the amount of damage things do to you the number of enemies that are about it's like it, it ramps it up to remind the listeners what derg is sure D- oh yeah derg is deep rock galactic yeah deep rock galactic yeah uh but yeah it's good we've been sort of like i saw that new mission type they added yes finally. we decided to not just concentrate on working through rob's assignments which he's still got tons of to do we were uh-huh. like maybe we should actually play the new mission at least once <laughs> see what it's like uh yeah i quite like where they i'm intrigued to see what they do with this because it's like it's season one right so yeah. the rivals could end, the, the rival corporation could could end up being a more of a more of a thing i still as, feel as like they, they do more updates and it's could like maybe have made that mission type slightly different to make it more interesting i guess because there's a lot of i mean it's fine to not have a mission where you're constantly being hoarded because they already have that with like egg hunts or whatever where it's just you have some environmental enemies but not the constant waves like you would in a mining mm-hmm. mission but i feel like for this for like the robot mission specifically it's like well first of all what you generally only fight turrets until you actually trigger the sequence right and because there's really only two types of mobile robots that they they don't you can't overuse those so they tend to come in very sparse numbers yeah so yeah, it feels, yeah, they, it feels they, a bit they definitely like, have to add to that side of it don't they they yeah. just have to add more more enemy types to make that faction feel fuller yeah and also like the actual hacking event it's like defending the point I mean, first of all, it's all it switches to being just bugs again because mm. I mean you can have more variety that way. I mean, there are the, the robots do occasionally appear while you're defending the hackbot, but like the defending the hackbot is sort of at odds with how it deploys the hackbot. 
Because, like, it they have these big open rooms where the power stations are usually, mm. and then it deploys... The, <laughs> where, where you'd think a fight might happen. Where, yeah, where you'd think a fight might happen. But because they've also made part of the hacking deployment, like, connecting up the virtual wire thing using the nodes, they because they want that to be more complicated, i.e. not in a big open room where it's really flat and line of sight is super easy, mm. then often the hacking pod deploys in like a corridor or somewhere off the side, or that which really makes it really awkward, annoying to defend. Or that really awkward time it landed on a vine above a big-ass hole. Yeah, or, well, I mean, that's just... I think they've already had like one attempt to rework the spawning algorithm to make sure it doesn't appear. Because I had one time where I was playing that mission where it, the hacking, hacking pod dropped into the hidden room from the helmet. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> that's kind of awkward. <laughs> so, yeah. I, don't think I mean, they, it handily revealed it. <laughs> well, apart from I had already scanned the helmet by that point mm. in the mission. But, yeah, I guess it could have revealed it. But, yeah, I, like they've already tried to fix that once, I think. But I think it's just like point defense is the exact thing you don't want to do in a highly enclosed environment like that. Mm. It's like they've built these, the two parts of this event kind of don't match up to the environment you'd want to do them in. Like if it's in the big open room, the cable attaching part is too easy. And if it's in the tight enclosed corridor, the defensive part is too hard. But I don't know if they could rebalance that really. And also like the the side the hackbot comes out of. Yeah, that, that can, never seems can to be awkward. I, like, I, I, I'm having a hard time predicting what side that could be. Well, it's because it's like the side that opens to deploy the nodes, mm. and then you push the button, but then it's like the opposite side that opens with the hackbot. But that oh. obviously that doesn't actually matter. Like it getting hit from any side will still count as it getting hit. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. I assumed it would be like the side the bot actually works on. Will <laughs> it's just a point point that gets hit. It's like most of the. Your cat is trying to ah, on my leg. <laughs> Using claws. That's because it's because she's not still not strong in her back legs. So it's like she has to like pull herself up. Yes, but why was your cat trying to climb my leg to start with? That's very rare. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's she's she's like super food focused at the moment. <laughs> like more so than usual. Yeah, absolutely. It drives her very being currently. So it's like she seems to get very hungry very a lot. Um so that's 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 a demand for food, obviously. You should you should feel graced by her presence. Great. <laughs> but yeah, Same we got through case. that. We got through that special mission, and the boss fight is kind of difficult. Kind of, but it's it's a longer longer fight. Well, it's long, but it's like it's artificially long because it has lots of periods where you can't hit it, mm. <laughs> which is you know not the best way to make the things more difficult. Sure. It does have some more innovative attack patterns, right? With like the, well, I suppose they'd done the zoning thing with the with the, the the module towers before, but they just make them bigger now. <laughs> like the zone's huge that you have to avoid. The, yeah, the big orange walls that come at you. Um, so there's a little bit of positioning going on, and the robotic arms are just more things to shoot, um, which are actually kind of annoying if you're playing as my character as a shotgun most of the time. Like I'll probably have to bring the SMGs into that fight because it's like I can't really do much damage to them. Yeah, most of everything in that is like you have to be able to shoot things at range because you can't even stand on the platform. I mean, you can temporarily, but it, oh, zaps, yeah, but you. <laughs> it zaps you. And it slows you down whilst you're on it as well. And it's uh, Yeah, so I had to get the grenade launcher out to do long-range distance damage, but I you don't get many shots with that. Um, it was the same problem I had when I was trying to play that mission with the gunner because the gunner's weapons like the flamethrower and the ice thrower and the and now the new sludge gun 
none of those are like suitable for shooting up at targets, really. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it made some cool noises. Well, yes, it made some cool noises. I was getting some like, I mean, <coughs> they're not quite the same as, uh, um, is it Close Encounters of the Third Kind? But you know, the sort of like yes. orchestral noises, well, it's like arrival, even. Yeah, a little bit. Make some make some funky tonal noises, <laughs> like in spots. Yeah, it's cool. But yes, we died a lot. We died a lot. Not Rob, on that one. Rob, Rob spent, well, no, we only went down a couple of times on that mission. Yeah. But then Rob died a lot in one mission in particular. I mean, I, I, was just trying, <laughs> I was just trying to mine something out of a hole, but like every time I went in this hole, like a whole squad of dudes would just block me off inside this hole and insta-murder me. So then I'd get revived. And of course, like, you don't get revived with a huge amount of health. So I'd go like, right, what was I doing? I'd go back in the hole and then a whole load of dudes would spawn again. <laughs> And I'm not sure if my, I'm not sure I'm going to keep because I swapped out my one of my active perks for like being able the temporary get back up when you're knocked down. Oh, Except okay, every yeah. time I've used that, it's just to get back up to revive Rob. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, I, we've both gone down. Well, I guess I can temporarily get back up and then make Rob alive so he can get me back up when I fall down again. So, I can, so I can run away and then uh, attempt to. Which is not a great strategy. No. <laughs> Oh man, that one that one time we were trying to run away, and the damn mule that like is is where you deposit your minerals throughout the mission well, was that, just sat in the middle of this 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 tunnel we dug, and it's like we can't get around fault. the damn thing. That was kind of our own fault for trying to cheese that mission by digging tunnels everywhere. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Don't make a single dwarf wide tunnel. No. There's that. Um... I did get back to satisfactory in multiplayer because update five has come into actual early access rather than experimental. Mm. So we went back into that and I think it works better in multiplayer than the last time. I mean, it's been a long time since we had played multiplayer, so I barely even remember what it was like, but certainly things like the vehicles seem to, you know, function more like it's like previously the latency on the, on vehicles had a lot of problems with like, basically the hitboxes wouldn't line up visually with you know where you could see them because of the latency of the of how it's rendering it or whatever or the tick rate wasn't high enough and it was like they judder judder around so it was quite okay. hard to tell yeah. where they actually were mm. not that it's necessarily that dangerous to get hit by a vehicle i guess in satisfactory <laughs> you, <laughs> i'm not sure it's just got, it's got cat claws yes, you've got cat jumped <laughs> i'm not sure you do take damage from getting hit by vehicles. You ragdoll, which is obviously a problem. <laughs> which, you know, can be awkward if there's a bunch of enemies all over the place. But normally when you have vehicles hitting you, that, that won't be the case. But yeah, apart from that, it works fine. Like, I was like, oh, I can actually stand on top of this vehicle as it's driving around. Hmm. Which is actually, that. I mean, that even worked surprisingly well in single player. Like, I, was, I always, I, that had been in the single player, like, it had been like that since the start, I think, but it just didn't work that good in multiplayer. But I was always even surprised by it back in the early days of single player, where it's just like because when you think of like standing on top of a moving vehicle, you think that was that's going to cause all kinds of physics problems. But you just sort of stick to it. They, they've done that quite well in their engine, apparently. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was 
That's a problem in almost any any multiplayer game ever, isn't it? Standing on moving things. Well, yes, but in, in Satisfactory's case, it's kind of awkward because you kind of have to. Because, hmm. like, if you've set up a vehicle to automatically drive a route, you can't actually get into the driver's seat because that turns off the autopilot. So, if you want, if you want to ride that vehicle to to one or other of its destinations, you literally just have to stand on it because you can't. You can't take control of that vehicle because that turns the autopilot off. Mm. It's really annoying sometimes. It's just like I'd prefer to be able to actually attach and then it'd be much safer. But I mean, it's safe enough, <laughs> apparently. You just stick to it. But yeah, we've been getting through. We still haven't got any further in the tech tree with two of us than I have solo before. But and I don't know how much long we'll last. Again, we might once again not actually get any further in this game's ranking tech tree than I've ever gotten mm. somehow. Or maybe I'll just continue my solo game as well and, and try and push through. I did play a little bit more of my solo game, but uh, I, the point that I've got to in the tech tree that I've always got stuck on is you know one of those points where you sort of have to just do some redesign, where it's like you're moving from iron components to steel components. So you're like, oh, well, now I need to... All this iron shit that I've been making is not nearly efficient enough any longer. I have to take all that iron and turn it into steel, and then do a different process with all these parts. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't. This factory is is literally obsolete. Yeah, but because like, uh, I knew about that ahead of time on this latest save, I was like, well, what I'll do is I'll use my I'll use the iron deposits in my base for the iron phase, and then I'll build an entirely separate factory for the steel phase that only uses iron deposits there. <laughs> right, <laughs> and then ship between them using the vehicles. So that's made that a little bit easier because now I'm only having to basically upgrade the steel factory rather than completely redo it. Kind of. He said I kind of also almost redid it anyway, mainly because I'd unlocked some of the alternate recipes from yeah. exploration. If you go around and find the crash sites on the map, you get hard drives and then you can research them and you get a random one of three alternate recipes. So I was like, oh, I've got one of the upgraded steel recipes where if you pre-smelt the iron rather than using the iron ore directly, it makes it slightly more efficient. And no, then you have to fit in some more smelters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might work with your keep the iron yeah, factory. Mainly yeah. because the iron deposits that I've built the steel factory on aren't as aren't pure, they're like normal. Mm-hmm. Although I think the ones in my base are also normal, but obviously you use much less iron at the start of the game, so that was fine. <laughs> And I only have like one copper node in my base as well, and I'm going to need more copper for this for the steel factory because you need copper wiring to make like motors and stuff. But there's one or two copper deposits near the steel factory. It's like because really, the way the resource deposits are laid out on that map, there's sort there's sort of. I mean, there are like random ones where it's just like oh here's some iron out in the middle of nowhere or like. Well, the rare resources are usually obviously out in the middle of nowhere, like sulfur and quartz and caterium and all that stuff. Those are usually separated. But when it's like iron, there are some random deposits, but a lot of the time you'll just find what are essentially sort of starting areas, except not really, because of the way the starting area... Because when you launch the game, you choose one of the four regions of the map. There's more than four regions. You choose one of these four regions that your drop pod comes down in, but it doesn't come down in a specific point. It comes down somewhere in that vicinity. And then you're meant to just use the resource scanner to be like, okay, where's the nearest iron deposit? But because of that, like most of the major iron deposits where there's a lot of iron are, it's like a cluster of four or five iron 
patches, but then it will also have like here's a couple of copper patches nearby and here's a limestone deposit nearby because it's designed to make it so that basically wherever you choose to start building a base, the basic resources will be clustered together like that. I see, yeah. Which makes it possible to do this thing that I'm doing with the steel factory where it's just like, oh, because I'm using iron and limestone and copper but for the steel processors i can build a separate factory on what would essentially be another starting location (laughs) kind of the only problem that i have is with this part of the map is the coal and the oil they're both quite far away Mm. but yeah and then in our multiplayer game we've 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 started in like the the secretly best starting location in the game which Kind of sucks because that's just like the one that everyone gravitates towards. Right. It's the one that's so well known that everyone just is like incredibly familiar with that part of the map, <laughs> including me because I've done it before. Right. But it's it's like the when you say familiar, it's like community familiar. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like whenever you're watching a video or so, of someone playing, it's like oh, I'm going to start in the Northern Forest. Well, I wonder where your base will be. Oh, it'll be in that canyon where all that iron is because <laughs> that's the place where you automatically gravitate to. Going to be in the place. Put my base in the place. But it is like ridiculously an overpowered location because it's like you've got all basically all of the resource nodes up there are pure, so you're getting the maximum rate out of your miners. And then you so you've got like the valley with the iron in, then a second parallel valley that has the copper in, and then you even relatively close to that, you've got like the quartz and caterium and sulfur. That like because those deposits are normally spread out randomly around the world, but because they're super in that one part of the northern forest, there's they're like all right there, so you can build a base in this one valley and get the rare resources basically by belt rather than having to bother with trucks or whatever. It's a bit overpowered by belt or by smelt, yeah, <laughs> clearly. No hooks and crooks, no, just belts and smelts. Unless you count the zip line as a hook, but that's it's like an <laughs> electro hook. By zip or by snip? Yep. For your bushes? <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, they fixed the chainsaw, so now you can chainsaw all the bushes in the northern forest. Hey. Well, I guess they fixed the bushes, they didn't really fix the chainsaw. The bushes were the problem. <laughs> Damn nature. Yep. Although um, that is the one thing that we have seen so far that is definitely still not working in multiplayer. Because like... We just started building a new bit of factory, or I, I was about to take over building this bit of factory. So I, I went up onto the foundation platform that had already been laid out, and I was like, there's a bunch of bushes sticking up through this. <laughs> and I assume those aren't actually there, because I assume you would have already cleared them all. <laughs> right. And they are, oh, so, it, so it hasn't synced. Yeah, it's desynced yeah. the state of the bushes. Except <laughs> it desynced it in a weird way where, like, I could still target them with the chainsaw and I could just chainsaw them infinitely and get infinite resources out of them. I was like, that's not actually useful, but it's like, I guess it's a weird exploit. But who cares? Because we're way past caring about biomass. But yeah, those desync bushes are the one thing so far that we've seen. It's just like, yep, that's still broken. <laughs> so we may continue playing that. It's only annoying for you. Well, yes. Not, not for the other players. Yes, they they don't see them, presumably. Although maybe if I've destroyed some bushes, they'll see those. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
But, but, but does that mean are they desynced in the sense that you can't then destroy them? Like, yeah. So, so the state has been removed, what, but not the visual. State. Yeah, that's why I meant. Like that's why I can target them with the chainsaw because they mm. still existed. But then even if I hit them with the chainsaw, it didn't destroy them. It just gave me the resources for some reason because that part <laughs> of it still worked. So you got oh okay, but weird. <laughs> so you can harvest infinite plant matter off these bushes if you want, but you don't want. You don't. You don't want. We're already on to coal. Do not want. Um, so that's that. Uh, and then I, the main thing that I played over the last two weeks was I was in a, in a factory-esque mood, of course, obviously, playing Satisfactory. But before that, um, I was trying to get some achievements <laughs> done. <mode. laughs> I was trying to get some achievements done in a couple of games that I was like, maybe I could finish the achievements of. And one of them, it turned out to be the case, and one of them, it didn't. <laughs> okay. So I was... Wait, don't tell us which one's which. You're never going to be able just, to tell. Just tell us the two games. <laughs> well, and there was it was um, Autonauts. I went back to that. It's not that one. And um, Factory Town. It's probably that one. <laughs> which was that one? As in Factory Town, I run the one I reckon you got the achievements in. <laughs> well, you'd be right. Hey. <laughs> Maybe you'd see them on my Steam list. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, could, I could have cheated, but I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so Factory Town, had, after it, I guess it came out recently, game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in the last month or two, maybe, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if we played it, then yeah. it's a contender. But um, it has achieved... This was the one you weren't so up on, right? Was this the... Oh, no, that was Avon Colony. Yes, Avon yeah. Totally different. Yeah. I'm sure there was, sh- yeah, maybe that is what I was thinking of. I'm sure there was like there's been one or two factory games yes, this I'm year sure that, you, that you've not been so keen on. But Factory Town is fine. I mean, it's kind of well, it, it got it definitely got improved by the patches up to and after release, where it's just like like you, now you can you can queue up orders for like your workers to be like deliver this to this place but if that place is full then deliver it to this other place so it makes the workers way more versatile i see so it's almost got a like was it open ttd's logic system yeah kind of except it's not as advanced as that mm. it's still only just like a queue and it really only wait until full kind of operations but then there's also like there is actual logic if you really want to try and do it but in, that's quite awkward in that game because you first of all you have to place like a physical well it's not really physical you have to place the logic gates somewhere in the world so they they do take up a tile but they're not like a physical object exactly mm. and then you have to like right click them to link them together and then you have to like tell it what data it's transferring which is not really it needs like a rewording almost because some some of the things aren't very clear of what the hell it means. Like, what the hell does process value mean? <laughs> is that the value it's processing, or is that the output? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So it's quite awkward to try and do any actual logic in that game. Also, the thing that kept getting that kept confusing me is that a lot of the time, the like logical steps when it does the calculation or whatever it doesn't necessarily always trigger the output. Like, you have to basically put down a timer and then, like, tell it to send its output condition 
every second or whatever to make it ping the output. Like the the trigger that causes the logic to happen doesn't necessarily tell it to output that logic onto its next step. Interesting. <laughs> Which is weird. So there's no like just do it. Yeah. Like you, there's no like just like or oh. at least maybe there is. I like, just haven't understood it because it's because of these weird wordings or whatever. Yeah, weird. Or maybe but, it, maybe that is what process value is. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it seems like it, it might as well just be called do thing. Well, yeah. I mean that that one is called trigger output. When, Tri- okay, that makes that makes some sense. But it's like, but why does it not just do that by default? Yeah. <laughs> Well, in case you want to time it for some reason. I mean, I guess, yeah. but then surely you'd have the timer linked on like a next step beyond that where it'd be like retransmit the output on this timer trigger or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's like some tick rate thing where it's just like we don't want to constantly have the logic just constantly tick the com- computations. Yeah. So you have to have a timer and manually tell it how, how often it needs to do it. But yeah, so I I finished Factory Town and got all the achievements because basically finishing the campaign in that game gets you all the achievements. Because there's like there's the there's the actual achievements for finishing the campaign missions, but then there's achievements for producing certain items in the tech tree, essentially. But in the course of so finishing like, the campaign, you will produce all those items. Yeah, so there's not really a mad challenge. No. But unlike that, Autonauts those achievements i got all of them because like all but one of the achievements in autonauts are just like grind achievements essentially it's like you'll get these eventually because that will just happen yeah. like sheer a thousand sheep or whatever it's just like that will just happen through the process of playing the game I'm a big fan of these big number grind achievements <laughs> well luckily the ones in autonauts aren't too big at least right, they're yeah. like reasonable but then there's the last achievement for I assume completing the game, it's just called Colonize the Planet, which I assume means you just have to finish the whole texture or whatever, get to the end state of that game. And the like the like early late game or sort of late mid game or something, it's like it's hard to tell because there's I guess there's like nine tiers in that tech tree, but they sort of they get thinner the higher up you go. Like there's less options. Mm-hmm. But the trouble with the way the tech trees work, the the like moving up these tiers of tech works in autonauts is basically every new tier is uh, is like you take two of the previous thing and mash them together to make the new thing so every time you unlock a new tier it's like well now you almost have to double production of everything you've already done right i see yeah because <laughs> it's you're using twice as much of it to make one of the next thing mm. or you just wait twice as long because you're if you don't double it and you just you're making half as much but you can just sit there and wait i guess so you need the entire chain to go up all nine tiers or like yeah need- it's ba- like basically the obvious example is like food where it's like you start with like berries and then you take the berries and you add like spices and you make spice berries you add pulp and you end up with apples <laughs> yeah you, add, you make pulp <laughs> but you take the then you like take the two spice berries and add two of them together and to get stewed berries in a cooking pot and then you take two stewed berries together and you add them together and you get jam out of the next cooking pot mm. so every step of that you're just adding you're adding one new resource to two of the previous thing to get the next thing oh i see so it's not even just one of each it's two of each yeah you're it's, it's two of the, two of the previous, item. no it's two of the previous tier plus a new item a that's new, new item. to this tier yeah okay and then you. you're getting the new thing so, yeah, so it does it does yeah that's going to be quite a lot of work to get to a single thing at the top yeah so essentially you either have to super plan ahead and be like 
I'm just going to massively overproduce the low tier things as soon as possible so that in the future that will compress down into one thing at the end or just wait a long time. Or walk away from your computer for a while. Yeah. And, I assume there's no jeopardy in this game. Things just don't, no, there's just, just don't go wrong. There's literally no actual danger. Yeah, so you could presumably, if you like, assuming there's no storage problems, you could just walk away. You could, but the trouble is that, like, it's not necessarily the production that takes a long time. Like, it's the, the actually setting up the next tier of things still takes time. And are they? Do you reckon they're trying to bank on the fact that you might have just built up a surplus then by the time you've done that? Uh, maybe, but there's not really. Well, there's not great options for storage in that game. Well, I mean, I'm not, not they're not bad. They're just small. It's like it doesn't want you to stockpile huge amounts of stuff usually, hmm. kind of intentionally because you're only meant to be producing stuff for it to get immediately consumed in the tech tree, essentially. Sure, but that makes a problem for this bit. Right, for each tearing up process. Yeah, kind of. It's, I don't know, it's just the. Is that to try, I guess that's to try and discourage you from doing exactly what I just said and idle the game for like a day. Well, sure, yes, yeah, there is that. But yeah, it's, it's like every time you unlock a new thing, it's mainly because you're having, it's not just combining two of the previous thing, it's adding the one new thing. So you're always going to have to build like one new line of production to add to the two of the previous thing that you've already made so there's always at least something new that you're going to have to do but the other problem with that game is just that they try to make it easier as you get later in the tech tree to do like upscaling but it doesn't quite succeed like you start off with you're making well, the first thing you might do is like make a factory where the robots just make more robots, so you don't have to manually make robots. That's obvious. That's nice and convenient. Is that easier than making berries? <laughs> kind of. Well, not really. Sort of equal. <laughs> You're going to use the same number of robots as a berry farm as a robot factory, probably. <laughs> but so you have that. Then you get the like physical disks so you can copy a robot's programming into another robot Mm -hmm. so if you need to like make a lot of berry farmers you just make one copy its memory and then just upload that into a bunch of other ones and that's fine so you can easily scale up that part then eventually you get a bit further up the tech tree you get basically the wireless version of that where it just uploads it into a database and then you can just click any bot click the button and just download the script directly from the database so that that gets rid of the the like physical part of that process of having mm. to carry discs around and make sure your discs are labelled. <laughs> How true to life! Yeah, exactly. But then the trouble is that for all that like ability to just copy scripts, it still you can't really do that very like you can if you write a script where it's like okay, you robot pick up these berries and put them in this box. And you're like, okay, so that's that's fine. You can just duplicate that as many times as you want. You can just have another robot that looks in the same zone for berries, picks them up, puts them in the same box. That's fine. But if you're saying the next robot where it takes the berries oh, from I the see, box yeah. and then uses... That's a different script, if you want. Like, or perhaps what, do a different area? Well, no, it, yeah, the different area would be a thing you'd have to change but it gets worse when you're talking about like the crafting machines like the cooking pot or whatever because you're like take the berries from the box take them to the cooking pot and cook them but then that script is targeting that one specific cooking pot and obviously you you can't have more than one robot operating a same same machine at the same time you need multiple cooking pots 
So then when you when you copy the cooking pot script, you're like, well, now I have to still go into the script and retarget every instance that it says yeah. cooking pot one onto cooking pot two. You kind of want to say like, <laughs> oh, can I just, just go to a cooking pot? Like, or here's the cooking pot bank. Yeah, because you can kind just of... pick a pot. You can kind of do that in some cases. Like... Pick up pot. You can be like... <laughs> If you if you're making say a construction zone, you can have the script look for any blueprint that's unfinished in that zone and add components to it. So you can have a, like a literal construction area where you just drop a blueprint and then the bots automatically add all the materials to them. But you can't really do that with the production buildings. It's like it targets a specific production building. You mm. can get you can target an area for like the output because the output comes out of the building and falls on the floor on the floor. So you can just be like output is going to be here output is going to be in this zone where all the buildings are right yeah so you can have an easily copyable script for that right yeah it sounds like they're missing some some tricks yeah i think it's like it would be well it wouldn't it still wouldn't be the perfect solution but it would be better if if when you were in a script editing that you could like retarget it once and it would just detect any duplicates of that target and change all of them mm. <laughs> if you could say like any instance of cooking pot one in this whole script and just change it to cooking pot two rather than having to do each of them individually For a game that's like in its name about automation and even the concept of automating the generation of more automation. <laughs> yeah. You think this a you think I'd get on this one because it's like it's not it's not you're not automating the, the the your upscaling of your automation if you're having to get manually involved. Yeah. It's and, like why why let you build robots and do all this if there's flaws, right? That's the bit I'm a bit confused about here. It's like why why let you do the whole like automated building of robots and programming them? <laughs> with these manual steps like being required yeah i mean i guess i mean yeah it would just be better if you could just say use a building in this zone that would solve most of the problems because you could just edit the area yeah, exactly dump more buildings in there and that would scale <laughs> it automatically this is the house of pot <laughs> go into the house of pot use some pot come out a happy robot <laughs> yep i mean i think the the reason why it doesn't work like that is because of the way interactions are quite specific. Like when you say take an object out of a box, it's it basically is free commands. It's move to the box, look at the box, get the object from the box. You have to look at the box. <laughs> well, I don't. Is that what it's called? Uh, then I forget. I think examine it's, box, talk to box. It's like it's like move interact get item or something but so when you have those free commands they kind of all need to be there for it to work like if you accidentally delete one of them it screws everything up like you'll have robots that just stand there looking at a box because they don't know how to access it <laughs> or they'll be trying to pick up something that doesn't exist because they're not actually standing at the box <laughs> right so it can be quite annoyingly specific in that way where mm. you're just like you need to be quite careful, especially because that the programming interface has click is like click and drag. So it can be quite easy to accidentally hold down the mouse button slightly too long, drag and drag and command somewhere you didn't realise, and then have a completely fucked up bit of programming. Again, true to life. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that last achievement in in Autonauts seems like it's a real pain in the butt but just because everything gets so slow in that late game build up mm -hmm. I have I did like 
maybe you get stalled a bit by trying to get into the last tier of robots. Because I had like t- tier two robots automated. So, you know, I've got my whole robot factory that just does that. And I've been using those for most of the game at this point because they're just like, they're the highest tier of wooden robots, I guess, because metal metal only appears in the like end game. So the third tier of robots are basically made only of metal. So it's a completely separate thing at that point. Not not berries. No, they do have a coconut in their head for the brain. Presumably, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's because the wooden robots have an acorn as the brain. <laughs> so when you upgrade to the tier three robots and they're made of metal, you've got to shove a coconut in there instead. <laughs> All right, There's that milky intelligence. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I did I did get kind of distracted just basically getting into metal. Which I guess is another big like, like pointy bit in the in the difficulty curve, I suppose, or the what, progress what, what, curve. What kind of metal are we talking about here? Like heavy grunge? Yeah, just heavy, trash. heavy iron. <laughs> <laughs> it's all crude iron. Crude iron. But yeah, once you get to the... so, so we're talking black Sabbath era metal here. Yeah, <laughs> like... So once you get to the once you get to the metal stage of that game there is a sort of a jump in the tech tree where you're just like i need metal but in order to do metal it's a whole different resource tree from the wood wood that you've been using up to this point should have clearly made an iron maiden joke there yep, you should have failed and that game has like it's weird how you you're making all these robots out of wood and then you start getting metal and you're making metal robots. They're all still wind up. <laughs> like you just wind them up and they just go until they, they wind down. I think of a metal band that has anything to do with wood. <laughs> so where do you get the new, if you've got your whole wood tech resource tree and you now you need metal resources, where do you find them? Do you have to? Well, fortunately, there's the just like little, <laughs> there's little just patches of iron all over the place. And weirdly, there was something... Well, they like randomly open like they are in Total Annihilation. I don't know why that's the visual reference I have. Oh, yeah. There's just, just a shiny hole in the floor. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly as shiny. And also it's tile-based, so there's just like... It's a patch of iron. No Man's Sky does that as well. Isn't it? It's just a shiny <laughs> Shiny hole in the floor. Shiny lump in No Man's yeah. Sky often. It's really <laughs> weird. But yeah, getting, through, getting into the metal part of that tech tree is an ab- abrupt expansion in what you need to do because there's also like power and stuff at that point in the game power metal all right yep <laughs> where you're connecting things up by belts kind of except it's not really a belt system it's just like a you have to it's almost a they might as well have made it ele- electricity and had it be a power line because it functions almost the same you just have to build the axle near the buildings mm. and then they a- connect axle axle roses in it yep <laughs> <laughs> so much metal so do you need like steam engines to power the belts or whatever like eventually like you start with windmills and right, right, and you right. can build a water wheel but it's obviously that's inconvenient because you have to build it on water so you have to connect it up with water boys but of course the windmills <laughs> make like crap all power which is which sucks especially because it's like one the wind blow all the time or well yes basically it's it's, it's a weird system because like the windmill charges up until it reaches like its functional state and then when a building uses that it uses it all instantly and then it has to recharge Hmm. so it's like the tower comes in like discrete chunks basically (laughs) that is weird 
but then you've got it's like, like spending the, money. Yeah, but it's power. But then, like the water wheel makes like free wind powers worth of energy, but like indiscreet free chunks. <laughs> mm. But then eventually you do get steam engines once you're into the metal tree. But then, I mean, that's a whole other thing. You've got to supply it with coal and whatnot, so you've got to get a coal deposit going. And at the moment, I'm using catapults to transport my coal because I thought that was funny. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm only using coal to fire the furnaces that are smelting the metal at the moment. I haven't got any steam engines up, so it's quite low volume because using coal is quite efficient. So you're just hussing it yeah, so the Because I was like, yeah, oh, this coal deposit's quite far away, but I've just unlocked the, the catapult wonder, and it's just like it's just a big-ass catapult where you can just be like, <laughs> fire the object in this catapult to this specific location. So I've just got all my coal miners digging up coal, loading it into the catapult, it just chucks it across the map, and it lands right <laughs> next to the furnaces, and then the guys using the furnaces just pick it up. <laughs> it's like, very convenient, sort of, except it's quite low volume. It's relatively slow. And you can't build more catapults because it's a wonder. No, it? you can build as many as you want. They're just quite expensive. Oh, right, okay. That's all that wonder really means. And they take up quite a lot of room, I guess. So yeah, that's also not I'll probably never get that last achievement because it's such a long grind into the end game. It's also like I feel like it's unnecessarily like they just added a bunch of tech levels for no reason. Like it doesn't really get any more interesting. Right, because there's, there's just more tears, but not actually more intrigue. Yeah, because like the production lines aren't really that varied. It's just mm. like, well, because functionally speaking, most of the items in that game are just identical. Like the farming, it's like the crops grow very slightly differently. Like berries grow on bushes, so you don't have to replant them. You just harvest the berries, and then like some plants just grow in the dirt, but some of them you have to till first. But, like, that's really the only difference. Like, beyond that point, it's all just items that you just carry around. <laughs> so, like, the actual processing steps is just, like, depends on what building you put it in, but it's not really any different. It's just a different visual, almost. So, like, that that then extends to all the other, like, when you're doing wool, it's just like, well, you have wool, and then you take it to a building that turns it into a better tier of wool, and then you take that to another building that turns it into another tier or whatever and turns it into clothes. And it's, like, it's basically exactly the same as any other farming. <laughs> So you've just got more and more of those with different materials expanding outwards to all come down into this point. <laughs> and then each tier of the tech tree requires a different new, like, because you're trying to please these colonists, essentially. So you're starting off with food, obviously. And then, like, tier two is... Well, tier two is technically shelter, so that's not really something you have to produce. You just have to make the buildings. And then they just the colonists just live there. You have to repair them, but that's not much of a cost. But then it's like tier three is fun where you're making toys, and then tier four is like, no, wait, tier three is clothes. <laughs> I forgot about that step. Tier four is toys, then tier five is like art or something. <laughs> I don't. I'm like I've never really got to the end, but it's like it's not really, it's not anything like new. It's still just like take some resources to a specific building and it makes the thing you need. It makes art. The robots make art out of a picture <laughs> frame and some paint. <laughs> And then that satisfies the art requirement for these colonists to level up. <laughs> Controversial. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm probably never gonna get that last achievement. Unless I unless unless it gets unless they ever release that supposed survival mode that they're planning on making. Which was rumoured to be meant to come out at release, but it never did. And it's been like months and months since they last made any updates to that game. What could that even be? What that you 
explode if you run out of well they make they make they're making it so there's like enemies essentially like they're making it so that when you're automating your factory to make robots it's because the robots can then get in fights and die (laughs) so auto notorio yeah you're making you're making an automatic fighting robot factory (laughs) presumably you'll be able to equip them with different weapons and whatnot on the way out of the door before they go and die somewhere real steel yeah Just, just do it all in like paid boxing matches for the colonists fun yeah, maybe. I wonder if the colonists will have any, like, we Thanks. want battle trophies as our next <laughs> tier of leveling up. <laughs> You've got to go fight these dudes. But yeah, that, that's... They last update said that they were still working on it, but it's been, like, nearly like a year and a half, I think. Or, or was it half a year? Go it's us. either a year and a half or half a year. I forget which year that post was made in. <laughs> right. Go, go get us three Lionel trophies and we'll open this shop for you. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's more or less all I played. I played mostly Autonauts and it was taking forever. So I was like, I want to... I, factory challenges just come out. Let's go and try and get the achievements of that. And that was much quicker. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished all the achievements in Factory Town instead. And... I'm not gonna. I don't think we need to say too much on it, but Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, we're we've still, continued we're, to. We're still playing it naturally. I feel like every time we start playing, it, well, I mean, because we only play it like once a week, which is obviously mm. not healthy. But I feel like every time we come to play that game, it's like somehow that game is real easy to forget how to play. I don't think I've ever managed to fully retain the actual knowledge of like the com. What do you mean the combos? Well, or not just like, like or how the weapon system works, or well, yeah, kind of like I, I just. I just feel like I'm always doing real bad at the start and it's like, oh yeah, I remember how to get into the rhythm of this actual system. And I suppose it's, yeah, it depends like the rhythm of what character you're currently playing because they, it does vary. A little bit, yeah. It's like I still can't quite, I still, I still don't feel like I play well as Rivali. Like I think I'll actively avoid him and rather play as anyone else. But... I, I'm okay with Rivali, mm. which is helpful, I guess, because when you're not playing, I can play him instead if exactly. necessary. Yeah, like a like a like yeah. You, you, I think you edge towards Impa, for instance, and I tend not to. I quite like playing Mifa because of her mad water powers. Yeah, but it's definitely like I feel like every time we come into that, it's just it's just you have one or two missions where you have no idea what the hell you're doing, and then maybe you fail, but then it's like, oh right, I'm getting back into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you find a rhythm. You definitely find a rhythm with it. And it gets to the point, actually, where if we're playing it too late at night, I get to the point where I'm so in the rhythm that my eyes start closing. <laughs> like, you don't even need to see it to know what's happening. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> it did sort of vaguely get to that point one night where I was still doing all right, but I noticed I was sort of, like it was late enough that I was sort of starting to fall asleep. <laughs> but we were doing all right. Wow, you're really in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> it was, oh, man, that game's still great. Mind like water. I am definitely worried yeah. about what's going to happen as we get deeper into that game though i mean because we've got to the point where we're just at the end of missions and you just fight two bosses yeah, <laughs> which is not at, particularly at, fun at once sometimes with a time limit and it's it's tough um i can't wait until we have to fight two lionels oh god <laughs> like fighting one is, is still i mean admittedly we have seen a blue lionel so maybe they're not going to mm, do that with lionels maybe not <laughs> i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm not holding I think all the every everything's still on the table. With yeah, maybe game. maybe once we get to silver idols, it will just be like, and now there's two of them. <laughs> I mean, we unlocked some. We got to the point where we unlocked some things that like looked like it gave us a completion rating, and I don't know like like what that is based on. Yeah, like, I assume it's map completion, like the all the 
every icon in the entire world. Yeah, and these numbers were decidedly small. Like 20% max. Yeah, we're like, that's, that's where we're at right now. And it's like, oh boy, there's loads of this. Um, I mean, we kind of always knew there was going to be loads of this because like Warriors games do just have yep. an insane amount of things to do, even if they're not necessarily like unique things to do all the time. Like, yeah. Like the previous Hyrule Warriors game is very... Um, grindy essentially very grindy yeah but if, if you want to do end game stuff um so we don't actually know how much of this is actual story content left or what but there's a lot of this game apparently yep <laughs> seems that way hopefully we'll get better at it yeah over time yeah, yeah i yeah. mean a, a part of that problem is also that we're constantly switching characters which does make it harder to retain oh, sure, what yeah. combos you're even trying to and, do and we're not power leveling like a, a, a set a, a couple are yeah we? we're like because we could be we could easily be well over leveled by this point in the game if we wanted to but we're keeping everyone even so we can mix up so we can just mess around and which is actually surprisingly keeping up with the level just about yeah. we're getting to the point where that's now starting to get problematic and we might have to take on missions that are like above our level. And then there's the whole weapon system, which we're still not really fully in get like fully sorted out what we're doing with that. Well, we now know there's tiers of weapons. Yeah, like like there's definitely more for each character, not just the same damn weapon that spawns every time. There's definitely improvements, and we've seen like multiple tiers now, not just one tier up. There's several tiers, and then we but then it's like. We, for the first time, we were like, because you get the upgraded versions of the bust where it's like, oh, it's a plus or a plus or plus. a plus plus. But then we'd also, for the first time, seen like a yellow a special, a special yeah. one, and we're like, oh shit! How does that? <laughs> Here comes another goddamn upgrade tree on top of the other ones. Yeah, what do we use these for? And like, and, and like on top of the ones that are just burner abilities as well. That, that, yeah, that and, under certain and, conditions just go because you've used them. Yeah, now we're thinking about like, do we need to make? special weapons that you dump experience points points into to combine or do you use the weapon you're already using as a starter for the next weapon yeah is the weapon system is surprisingly complex but does it matter that's does it does any of it matter because the buffs are so tiny half the time like Like, the really the damage number is the only thing that's been like really noticeable especially for like that first time when we up we when we finally managed to upgrade zelda where it's like we went from like an 18 to a 30 and it's like oh this is way better oh yeah now she's now she's a viable character (laughs) so yeah there's that my game's still great we'll still continue chipping away at it That wasn't the cat. That was just Rob. No, that was me. Yeah, whacking the, whacking the mic. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that game. There's a lot of this podcast. Yep. Somehow, how have we done that? <laughs> I don't we know. Always do. Factory expertise. That's what it is. We managed it. it. Wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was Rob's fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're just passionate, man. That's all it is. It's good. I played some um, uh, um, Into the Breach on Switch because I thought it'd be quite good to have on On the touchscreen. Yeah. (laughs) Does it actually work on the touchscreen? I I haven't actually tried it in undock mode, but I thought it'd be nice to have that Mm. mobile, but also uh, on the big screen as well. Just it works fine with the gamepad. Obviously, it's adapted from the mouse controls, but obviously it's not a big deal in that game because... Because you know, it's no nice reaction way. time or anything. Turn based, no, no reaction yeah, time. And nice and gritty. Yes. Yeah, but it's great. But I have the same old problem that I'm not 
I'm not good enough for normal and easy is too easy. <laughs> so what, you why? always need that middle difficulty, right? That's the I know. Why why can't why aren't I good enough for normal? I don't know. <laughs> one day. I mean maybe you I'll just improve. need to find one of the like one of the better pilot abilities or something and that will even it out enough. Yeah, maybe. Um just always a little bit disappointed that I can't play from the start of the game on normal because mm. I get, I mean, I I do okay, but then you know gradually to lose power and then, and then that's the, and then die. I mean, that is kind of the way that game's meant to work, I suppose. Yeah, if true. you're meant, to, you're only really meant to succeed by the barest possible margins. That's how yeah. you know. That's the intent. Yeah, yeah. I just wish there was something in between because easy is they just don't spawn yeah. enough and normal they just spawn slightly. I mean, one more than you have mechs every single time. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's been so the, there's um, always one thing you can't deal with. That's the thing of all these styles of games, though, right? Like it was true of um, FTL as well. Like yeah. like that. Yeah, the, 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 it really could have done with some middle ground difficulty. Yeah, I think so. Although I could just about do FTL on normal once I got used to it. Easy, but... easy ish. It's... No, I never. I never. I feel got, like I never got good enough to play normal. It, 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 it's I like f- I got bored of it too quickly. <laughs> I feel like you can cheese it a bit more in FTL because it's a bit less precise, you know. Whereas, like, if you're, you know, it, it's just moves, right? In the, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Well, in some way, it's like I guess. I guess in FTL, it depended a lot more on like your very specific weapon setup because, like, some yeah. of them can be super overpowered if you're precise like the lasers that cut across rooms where you're like i have to find the precise angle which cuts across the most number of rooms because that does more damage Mm. right yeah but a lot of them are just like it just shoots in the general vicinity and (laughs) if it hits the enemy then good (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah Good game. I might just play it on easy though, <laughs> and, and and until I can, um, uh, maybe I can you can I just unlock some other guys and then and then and then switch. Yes, I think you can switch you difficulty yeah. anytime. So I might just play it easy until I've yeah, got. Maybe a that's, bunch that's of what I should have done. Stuff unlocked. I only ever really played it in normal mode. I think, and then. I didn't even try it on easy. I don't think it's bloody I, annoying. I guess it? the other thing that is also a, 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 like a thing that you need time playing the game is just like it's the same as FTL you need to learn what the things what the easy things and the hard things to do are mm. you, you yeah. need to know what types of missions to just ignore <laughs> or like is this right. type of mission worth that specific reward that it's going to give you right Got yeah it. is it worth trying to do this mission for the bonus power core or whatever or is that type of mission just too much of a hassle and also, once you get the ability to go to the islands in any order or whatever, and it's like you have to look at like what types of enemies are going to spawn on each island to choose which one would be best to do first or whatever. Oh, interesting. Mm. So it's not always the same enemies in the same place. No. And it's, it's like the enemies can be different and the, the buffer enemy specifically, that's normally the most important one to look out for because it's just like the one that gives it all the enemies armor. Obviously, that can be real bad in the early game. Mm. But when you're in yeah. the late game and you've got quite a lot of damage, that might not matter as much. And then for the enemy types, it's like, oh, you've got those goddamn worms where like because they're grounded and you can't push them, which is obviously real bad in that game because mm. that's quite a lot of your yeah. tactics are around pushing. So maybe you yeah. need to do those ones early in the fight rather than later when they'll have a lot more health so you won't even be able to kill them and you won't be able to push them. Hmm. But yeah, that's just, it's like, it's knowledge that you need to build up over time, which is, I mean, I guess that's sort of a roguelike thing. <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's I'm, true. my, my, 
I think my problem with Into the Breach was not so much its design in that sense. It's that, yeah, building up that knowledge is a thing you can do, but you've got to sink a lot of time into that game to get to to gain the knowledge because it is just a slower one of those games, right? Like, yeah. I mean, FTL runs were fairly long. <laughs> yeah, it's quite long. But these are these are obscenely long, especially if you're like thinking about your moves correctly. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're actually like, thinking about it, these are hugely spend... long runs. Yeah, you can spend hours. Like, like I, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'd spent like at least. I don't know that I spent more than an hour on on a particular on an individual mission, but you could quite mm. easily if you're trying to think through a really awkward scenario. You just can't like get past that point it's like there must be a better way of doing this yeah because that's what i'm thinking especially on normal it's like there's got to be a way <laughs> i mean there's like i mean to some extent yes that will take up more time but there is still only a limited number of options at a certain level your mm. mechs can only move to a certain number of squares so yeah. you can only there's only yeah. so many things to process oh, and then you get to the point where you like like you come up with the, the the plan and you're like right let's do this and then for some some reason something in your brain does it in the wrong order and you're like oh fucking God damn it! I knew what I was trying to do, and they're like, "Well, that's why you have the yeah. time warp. You get yeah, one do over. You can only do that you? once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it really annoys me. <laughs> but like, but at first, like, two of your guys only do one damage. I mean, it's just mm. not enough to kill the bloody. Oh, that's because you're not meant to kill them, especially with no. that first squad. It's all about pushing, pushing them. Yeah, yeah. But often it's like you can push them from doing damage to a city onto doing damage to another city. Oh, mm. great. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference at all. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. I think that'll do podcast-wise. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll have some more Ocarina of Time, I expect, on the <laughs> YouTube channel. Probably. You will indeed. Shortly. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these era salad casts for you to enjoy. Let's let's lead let's lead us into the peats. Naturally, <laughs> we're going to get peats. Catch you then. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>